from Miami, Florida. Well, take a look at this. How about this? I've been waiting for this. Now we're going to find out whether or not Razor Ramon, look at all that pole, can back up that rather uh, haughty attitude of his. He certainly got the body to do it. Everybody say hello to the bad guy, Razor Ramon, the happiest guy in the WWF. Me, I come from the gutter, and look at me now. My name and lights dripping in gold and oozing machismo. I got a better life than the president. Every meal's a banquet. Every day's a holiday. And when Razor wants something, he just reaches out and takes it. You know what he's after now? He's after the big gold. He's after the WWF. You know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. Where is Billionaire Ted? Where is the Nacho Man? That punk can't even get in the building. Me, I go wherever I want, whenever I want. When that Ken doll look-alike, when that weatherman wannabe comes out here later tonight, I got a challenge for him, for billionaire Ted, for the Nacho Man, and for anybody else in uh, WCW. <laughs> hey, you want to go to war? You want a war? You're going to get one. If we didn't take a little survey. So is there anybody, is there anybody in Fargo who came to see WCW? So that means everybody in Fargo came to see them. And in closing, I just want to say that Thunder in Fargo is just two. Survey says one more for the good guy. If you asked Razor how he was doing, the standard response was, better than you, Chico.
I learned that when I stepped through that curtain that I could have a relationship as a performer with an audience. And it was a powerful thing to me, whether I was the hated villain or the beloved hero. And that was something that I've always treasured. So thank you to all the wrestling fans here. and all the fans watching around the world. Hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Top of Wrestling Podcast. Doing things a little bit different here today, as you already heard with the intro. Today, going to do things in two parts. Our first part, we're going to hit you right away with our top topic. We're going to be talking about the man who oozes machismo, Razor Ramon. That's right, the bad guy, Scott Hall. Wasting no time, ladies and gentlemen, the man who's also excited to talk about Scott Hall, ODM. Can I tell you how gutted I am right now? This I know. fucking sucks. It was hard to debate how I wanted to start it, so, hey, I got two words for you. Hey, yo. Man, I... Uh, so as it stands right now, we're recording in the evening of Monday and earlier today. Well, let's back up. Uh, this past weekend, Scott Hall had had surgery done on his hip. And on, I believe it was Saturday night into Sunday morning, suffered three heart attacks. And... I don't even know how anybody stands, or not stands, but, you know, is still alive after that, the third one. Um, it was it was heartbreaking to even read that as we were all starting to message each other on the side. And then this morning I wake up to, well, first I messaged you and said, hey, you know, just in case, you know, we'll talk about how we want to run today's podcast, what we'll do, because we were planning on talking about WrestleMania, but <laughs> nope. Nothing is better than the bad guy when it comes to, uh, if we're going to talk about even WrestleMania, he was a part of some good WrestleMania moments we could even talk about. Uh, But Kevin Nash put out a tweet. Uh, I'm not sure if you have it up on your end over there, ODM. Okay, yeah, let's have you read uh, what was said. 
Yeah, so this is uh, from Real Kevin Nash. It says, Scott's on life support. Once his family is in place, they will discontinue life support. I'm going to lose the one person on this planet I've spent more of my life with than anyone else. My heart is broken, and I'm so very fucking sad. I love Scott with all my heart, but now I have to prepare my life without him in the present. I've been blessed to have a friend that took me at face value, and I him. When we jumped to WCW, we didn't care who liked or hated us. We each had each other, and with Smoothberry Bloom, we changed wrestling both in content and pay for those, a lot that disliked us. We were the outsiders, but we each had, but we had each other. Scott always felt he wasn't worthy of the afterlife. Well, God, please have some gold-plated toothpicks for my brother. My life was enriched with his take on life. He wasn't perfect, but as he always said, the last perfect person to walk the planet they nailed to a cross. As we prepare for life without him, just remember, there goes a great guy. You ain't going to see another one like him again. See you down the road, Scott. I couldn't love a human being any more than I do you. Jesus Christ. Oh, and you feel for Kevin Nash because everyone has that that friend, that brother, the the person that it's (laughs) your best friend that if not for you, you know, being married to your spouse, you're like, this is the person I, I, I would bury myself next to, you know what I'm saying? And, um, him being taken off life support, obviously at this point, unfortunately it is going to be the end of the life of Scott Hall and gut wrenching. As you said, is that how you opened it up? Um, it's, Jesus, I actually thought I was more prepared for today. Um, I had the time, too, and right. I'm just not really, you know, I'm like, I'm actually having trouble thinking about the words I want to say. It's all in my head today, everything I want to talk about, but, um, I mean, personal, I mean, just favorite-wise, I remember one of the first big pay-per-view matches of his was against Bret Hart at the 93, 93. Royal Rumble, Yep, and I remember... Uh, it was at my cousin's house. We all watched it. And, again, as a Bret Hart fan, I was like, oh, my God. They've been really pushing this guy. And I even knew it as a younger guy. I'm like, and I saw what happened with Undertaker just two years before. It can be done. This man tagged with Ric Flair against uh, Perfect and Savage at the Survivor Series just right before this. I was like, not unlikely they would put this title on him. Uh, later in that year, he became the Intercontinental Champion. And that, to me, I remember watching, uh, not same cousin, but different aunt's house. Uh, we were helping someone move, and I remember I was like, well, do you guys have a TV? Because there, there's a big thing going on on Raw tonight. Because at that point, Shawn Michaels had to vacate his title, his Intercontinental title. And then they ended up doing a battle royal. And the final two participants would fight next week on Raw. And I remember watching the Battle Royal and going, I'm kind of into Martell winning this too. Because he wasn't a babyface, but people were cheering him because they're like, yo, he's old school and he's in there and was throwing guys out, no problem. And it came down to him and Razor. And they put on a good 15-minute classic the following week where Razor hits that Razor's edge. And can we just say... Still to this date, I don't think anybody's ever kicked out of that that finisher. 
Yeah, you maybe kick out of the out of the razor's finisher. No, or, uh, the razor's edge. No, absolutely. Yeah, it's one of the most protected finishers ever. I love it. Um, that so yeah, him winning the intercontinental title, and then of course, his probably biggest. I would say probably one of his biggest wrestling career match moments match is definitely WrestleMania 10. Uh, him and Shawn Michaels, they set the bar for what a ladder match should be. And you ask Jeff Hardy, Edge, Christian, any one of those guys, the younger guys, they all name that match as their inspiration to want to be, you know, excel in the, in the ladder matches. Uh, then WCW and what we've been talking about, and we just we're witnessing it right now, and that's what I texted you today. We we said it. We're like, this is gonna suck week after week. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we've been living it too. So I think we've just. I mean, it's almost like we've fallen back in love. It's like a piece of music you haven't listened to in a while. Yeah, you know, it's it's like wow, just to just to get to see it because I mean we're in the sweet spot too. I mean, you know, I I don't I I don't want to take this on a negative, you know. We know what happens with the whole NWA thing and NWO and uh, WCW kind of goes downhill. And part of that, you know, you know, admittedly from themselves is the way that Hogan and Nash and and Hall kind of viewed everything, where they're like, yeah, we can do whatever the fuck we want, and just it ultimately yeah. tanked. Uh, but right now, these guys are loving life. You know, what we're watching. They're so happy to be there, especially together, because they know they've created something major. Uh, and it's they're actually having ear fun. To ear. It, 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 ear to ear smiling. It's like uh, when Ronda Rousey can't hold her smile in. Yeah, She's real right. happy, right? But that's what Hall and Nash look like right now. Yeah. They're having a good time, and they're sitting on fat contracts. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the biggest things I wanted to make sure I touched on today. That man revolutionized contracts with Nash for all wrestlers today. I mean, getting guaranteed money. Mm -hmm. A lot of guys back in the day were only going and working and getting maybe 150 from Vince for doing a spot a night and not used for so long. And a lot of those guys had second jobs. Shit, that may be the reason Duke the Jumpster Drossy had the get-up already, for all I know. <laughs> but uh, he, him and Nash really did change the game. And as you said, from what we're seeing right now, watching Nitro, I'm loving every second of it. I am going to hate the <laughs> when they play into his... Right. Real life demons. Yeah. I'm like, ah, uh, that was that was a shit thing by Eric, you know, but it's and I think Vince Russo may have been there at that time. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Um I I'm not sure if you have some of his up. I do. I have a lot of his accomplishments up and uh and you know, with some of his history, but you know, first I never actually, you know, was aware that he was an actual tag team champion with Kurt Henning in the AWA. AWA, they yeah. were both there, but I didn't know they were champs together. That's, yeah, a lot of people. New. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that that uh, he was uh, pretty accomplished in the AWA before he showed up yeah. in WWF. So I mean, oh, absolutely. Know. Well, and that's funny you say that because you know he had his stint 
in AWA. He did some NWA in WCW. In 92, he was Most Improved Wrestler of the Year by PWI, which is absolutely true. They, they put him in there. They had him look great. He went in, had some great squash matches, being the uh, Scarface of WWE. He all but said, you know, say hello to my little friend. <laughs> it was say hello to the bad guy. Close enough. Right. Yep. Um, tag Team of the Year in 97 with Kevin Nash. Match of the Year in 94 with Michaels, of course, with the ladder match. Right. I really wish they never retried the SummerSlam 95 one. It just didn't have the same spark. But right. at least, you know, the fans wanted it, so it was cool. Um, ranked number seven in the top 500 in 94. Number seven in wrestling out of the top 500. That's awesome. Uh, WCW television champion one time, U.S. champion two times, tag champs with Kevin Nash seven times, and one with the Giant. I actually, when does that come down the road? I can't wait to see oh, that. Yeah, I know, I was like, right? Oh, well, you know, they all have their splitting ways with the NWO. We'll see how that goes. Um, and he also wins, and I guess we're going to spoil this right now. The man wins World War Three later this year in 97, we find out. So... That's uh, and we saw what happened when Giant won World War Three. He was kicked <laughs> yeah. out of the NWO, basically. Shit. And I do remember him in in Nash being in TNA. There was that time he didn't, you know, show up, and Samoa Joe cut a pretty hard promo on him, you know. But at the time, he was going through his own demons, man. And we've all seen the video where he had to be carried to the ring, carried to spin around to do a punch. Fuck whatever promoter promoter said. Yeah, send him out. It's fine. Yeah, I you know. know whoever right. thought that was a smart idea. Well, heroes but, of wrestling. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, but in WWE, Intercontinental Champion four times. He was the first to be the three-time Intercontinental Champion. I yeah. thought that was interesting because Brett was two. Michaels was two. Everybody had two. He was the first to hit three. I liked that. And that that's something I remember as a kid. Uh, in the Hall of Fame as Razor, but also um, as Scott Hall with the New World Order. Hall of Fame is weird. You know what I mean? I'm sure we'll maybe get into yeah. it later today. Um, and, you know, match of the year in 96 with Shawn Michaels at SummerSlam for the Slammy Award, which would mean the second ladder match at SummerSlam 92. Or, I'm sorry, uh, 95. I got to say... God bless. You'll never ever hear me say those words, man. But if he if he's a God uh, loving, fearing man, then I say it for him. If he's not, then whoever he follows, God bless whoever made DDP, because he saved Scott Hall's life and gave us God probably another additional ten years on Scott's life. He was. We've talked about it. The resurrection of Jake the Snake. If you watch that video, Scott's a part of it. The phone call they make to him where he sounds like he finished an entire full-size bottle of vodka and accidentally answered the phone. You know, it was, oh, it, it's, it sucks that he was going through all that, but then it was really, really awesome that DDP, like I said, saved his life, man. And he did. We got to see him fucking come back at WrestleMania 31 
as a part of the NWO backing up uh, Sting. Right, because Triple H. That's weird. I'm like, well, you got friends yeah. on both sides there. Yeah, Triple H. I just it, it almost was, said to back weird. up Triple H, and I go, wait, no, it was the W. That one always bothered me. I'm not gonna lie. I'm like, you couldn't get WCW guys. You got NWO. You couldn't even play a WCW theme. The whole thing was that he was from WCW. I digress. Never mind. This is not a busting. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man. Um, what, what, what do you? What, what are your thoughts? What I know, I probably just went on the longest rant because honestly, well, no, I, I, I don't mean, think I ever realized how much of a, an impact on my life as a wrestler he really was because he is, uh, um, he's been a part of pretty much everything I've watched mm-hmm. all the '90s. You know what I mean? And that, and yep. that was you know all my childhood. And everybody, you know, hangs to their childhood the most when they think about some of the wrestling that they love. You know what I mean? The things that really got them excited. Man, him turning face, I loved. And once they made him a face, he was fucking sent to the moon. As we're seeing, you know, even still in NWO, he's not being booed. No one's booing the man. Everybody no. loves Scott Hall. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, you nailed it. I mean, the the one thing that I'll I'll get out of the way quick. The the redemption story, right? Uh, it, it it's bigger than wrestling. Uh, you know. It's just proof that everybody has their demons, some worse than others. Uh, he was able to overcome them. Thankfully, he had the right person in his life to help him get there. Um, but, you know, the redemption was, was good to see. Uh, not just because, you know, of the bad things that we saw that kind of led up to that, but just as a person, uh, especially someone who's so well-respected uh, as Scott Hall. So, you know, that in itself, I think, really, you know, is a big part of him as the person. Uh, you know, a- as the wrestler, um, you know, I always, I never really thought about it until we started rewatching the wars. Cesaro reminds me of Scott Hall with the, his strength to body size. Really? Scott Hall was okay. All right, all right. I'm not for, against it. I for, see it. For, for for his size, the strength that he shows is pretty impressive. Uh, Hall would always catch people and do those fallaway slams, and they weren't always oh, yeah. like small dudes. I mean, he, he did it with the big dudes too. Um, just really, you know, strong. And again, the razor's edge—that's not an easy job to do. You gotta, you gotta get somebody on your shoulders and then use your arms on their. You know what I mean? It's, it, it's not simple. Oh no, uh, I, I. It's funny you say that because I just watched him and Martel before the the recording today, and mm. and just watching him perform that, I'm like, that's again not an easy task. You gotta not only do the setup of a power bomb, but now you got to hold them by just two limbs, and while all their weight is dangling down your back, mm-hmm. it probably looks easy to people, but it's far from. There's no way that that's easy. I could do it in a pool, <laughs> <laughs> maybe, <laughs> right? May no, we're both already in the pool. This is more of like I'm just kind of guiding you into the other side of 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 me, right? Um, you heard it in our intro. Uh, and I'll just say there's probably no better way to cap off this uh, this conversation about him. I want to say that he is going to be missed. He is by far probably one of my favorite heel wrestlers of all time. Whether he was cheered or not, he was a, a great heel character, you know, he, and two things. Look at the the oh, oh so scared. We, you know, we <laughs> laugh at that, right? Oh, that's so great. It really is. But one of my favorite things. Let me tell you something. The big man, and the <laughs> m- 
medium sized man. I like that he calls himself the, the, himself the medium sized, not the little one, the big guy and the medium sized man. But no better way to cap off this section of the top of wrestling, our tribute to Scott Hall, a man that will be missed in the in the wrestling business, a man who revolutionized the revolu- the wrestling business. Hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. The Top of Wrestling with your hosts, ODM and The Professor. Good shit. Late to every episode. Late so much, I'm going to have to buy you a pregnancy test. Bob Rude. <laughs> I want to be a podcaster. Yay. It's my name is Kenta. I'm going to call him Kenta. Dynamite drop in, Monty. That broadcasting school is really paying off for you. <laughs> You're so high, you don't even know it. Oh, I'm a boy. You ready for a scotch ad? We don't know anything <laughs> about him. The only thing he's got in his wallet is a bunch of names of whorehouses. <laughs> That's flair! <laughs> Probably looks like Jim Duggan digging the tape out of his crotch. Benoit, enjoy my wife. <laughs> That's a bold statement, Cotton. Oh my god, mine just stopped recording. No, we're good. We're still recording. What a dick! <laughs> I'd cease and desist me. I'd cease and desist me hard. I need a minute to recover off that. What kind of game is it? War games! Let a war! War games! Are impressionist. I have, yeah, I know. That's the only thing I've said in the last half hour. Bark, Bark like a dog. dog. <laughs> oh, 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 jinx. Holy shit. How did that actually happen? Here we go. Good wrestling day. It's 316 today. So give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah! And you know what? Not only is it Stone Cold's day for 316, it's also pie day. So any kind of pie that you want to sit right next to this uh, show and have, eat away. Have fun. Today's show, as always, is on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm not looking at you, but I really can feel you burning an eye at me for what I just said there. Make sure you subscribe, like, and share. It is only two weeks left that you have to share and enter to win our extra medium shirt of the top of wrestling podcast. Share any post, any episode, two weeks left. Do not forget, I may bring it up again today. Maybe ODM will make it his uh, forward outro. Who knows? But things that you can expect today. It's Wednesday, and you know what that means. We're going to be talking about the top of a lot of things. We're going to be talking about AEW, the dynamite in Fort Myers at the Hertz Arena that yours truly attended. First dynamite, and I would say goddamn spectacular dynamite if I would say. Uh, We have a little bit of news that we'll be bringing as well. Also bringing some things to the table, and we are going to hop in Doc Brown's DeLorean and head back to 97 because we are wrapping up the Raw because it's the one going home into WrestleMania 13. Did Brett win the title against Sid? Or did he get, as we like to say, from, well, since he returned all the way until he leaves, screwed? 
and uncensored. And I can't wait to talk about all of it. We have so much fun to talk about today in the uh, the Monday Night Wars. Ladies and gentlemen, the Doc, the Joe, the ODM. Have you been holding that in for like ever yes. since I messed up that intro? I don't even know what it is I said that you hated. Oh, was it my pie joke? Come on, the pie joke is really good. Yeah, okay. You could have apple, you could have cherry, you could have pumpkin, or you could have a... So, all right. Hey, you know what's really funny? We gonna run this town tonight. Not booing that, are you? Because it's fantasy league time. That's what we love to talk about in... God damn. God damn. ODM jumped from fourth place back into second. Hey, there is hope that you really could catch me, depending. And mm, I don't care, me don't or know. you, but I'm ahead you of you it. by like 300 points right now. We're ending at WrestleMania. And it's funny because I called out the, the other day the <laughs> commissioner, <laughs> the uh, Tiger Queen, he goes, oh, there's going to be some new rules again next season. And I go, what is it? You start with like 500 points or something automatically? <laughs> or or I forgot what it is. I don't even know what it is that I said. And he goes, you're the only one talking shit. I go, no, you went radio silent completely. We haven't heard anything. And all of a sudden, yeah, I have this and this and this and this. Bitch, I am holding two jobs down, running an awesome podcast that is, you know, by the way, really close to our 100th episode that you guys should share. You know, we have a lot of shit going on, too. You lost the uh, oomph to shit talk once you are in, like, seventh place. I really feel bad for the one girl, man. Like, yeah. Pet Princess or whatever her name is. Yeah, she got, like, she 37 went- points. I'm at, like, 1,500. <laughs> well, th- th- that was the second round. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, didn't have much to pick from there. So, hey, actually, you know what? I ran into Team Odin at the Amherst game the other day. Oh yeah, nice. Did it was one of the a, a, a brewski. Oh uh, no, he he, he, he your... was heading back with his garbage plate. I couldn't eat a garbage nice. plate at a, at a at an Amherst game. That's just weird. That's like that's like it's public not that shame. I don't want to. Well, no, it's, that's true. <laughs> everybody's like, look at how fast <laughs> he's doing it. Oh, no, he's not so breathing. And meanwhile, you're like, <laughs> like remember, uh, what is Little it, Debbie's? Uh, uh, Adam Sandler, Fanny oh, okay. McGee? Shh, calm down, <laughs> Fanny McGee. <laughs> All right, well, I'm just that saying, we are running this shit on the Fantasy League. Yes, sir. It uh, it doesn't get more exciting than that. Um, I think you probably, all of our news should probably be nothing but uh, some happy stuff looking at it, right? I think we should be all positive. Go ahead. Start it off. Ooh, yeah, there's not a lot of positive here. Um, yeah, so uh, actually, you know, Friday I was coming back from the Amherst game, and I was just checking my phone, and I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Um, new day, we're taking on a couple people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll na- I won't name them just yet. Uh, one of them was Ridge Holland. Uh, Ridge Holland went to give Biggie an overhead belly-to-belly, which we all know is, you know, not the easiest move to pull off. It's everybody, Everything's got to go right. Uh, and Biggie landed right on his head. Um, he broke C1 and C4, maybe. I apologize if I get that wrong. Um, I think it may be C6. I think it was C1, C6. I okay. could be wrong on that, too. But, right. you know, I, 
somewhere in there, but I do, I feel like I remember C6. Okay. So uh, bro- so broke a couple of vertebrae. Thankfully, no damage to the spinal cord. Uh, no damage to tendons and ligaments. This is from Biggie directly. He's done a couple of videos from the hospital. Uh, seems in really good spirits. Um, no surgery needed, uh, which is also fantastic news. Um, no paralysis. Uh, so he really skirted death, literally, or paralysis at the very least, uh, which, which thank God. I love Big E. I really wish he would have gotten a better run. I wish he would have been presented as more serious. Um, I just thought he was great. I did. I do love his humor. I think he's a, a, a hilarious guy. Um, but, I mean, ultimately, the word going around now, just based on what's happened, is he's probably never going to wrestle again. Hmm. So, yeah, I'll I'll take alive and well compared to I need him to be in the ring wrestling. 100%. Thank 100%. you for everything that you did give us. Um I think what saves his life is kind of what saved Brock Lesnar when he did the shooting yep. star press. That big the fucking meaty, meaty neck. neck. You know what I mean? You, exa- <laughs> wow, we both said meaty neck. Wow, wow. We could use any other description in the fucking world. We both went with meaty neck. That, that, Jesus. That, that and bark like a dog. <laughs> That's weird. Wow, wow. So, yes, meaty neck. And But, no, it, it's it, all joking aside. I, well... Uh, kayfab pal uh, a little behind the scenes here I'm not broke okay I'm doing pretty well in life but I you know decided to uh, just grab a second job because it was nearby a mile down the road I said this to you one day off air so fuck it I'll say it on air um, I, 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 I decided to work at a bowling alley down the road they were needing help and I now manage a bunch of 15 and 16 year old little douchebags that I would love to just super kick. I mean, I swear to God, I feel myself just do it. Like when they're not looking, I could feel my one leg just bouncing off the ground, like shaking, being like, you can do it, man. Just fucking do it and walk out. Oh, firing up like a motherfucker. So while there, I ended up getting the, uh, or I I happened to just look at my phone or whatever. And I saw what, what happened to big E and I watched the video and I was like, that does not look good. And I was scared that he was, Honestly, not going to make it looking right. at it. But again, having that neck that, you know, a, a neck of muscle for real that you do for a reason that, that that's, you know, it's there, there's a reason people do build up their necks like that. You know what I mean? If they're going to do certain sports, you know what I mean? Football players, wrestlers for sure. So I am glad he's okay. I don't need him to come back and wrestle. I could see him being a tremendous commentator. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Like his. His uh, enthusiasm, it's kind of matched with, like, a Pat McAfee. I, I think he would be great. Yep. So uh, I- I'm just glad he's okay. I did see a video from him. And so- whoever uh, shared the video wrote, we don't deserve you. And it's true. He wrote, you guys don't need to worry about me. Go to sleep. I'm okay tonight. My digits are up and moving. I'm happy. I'm okay, everybody. No need to worry. I'm all right. I'm like, God damn. I fucking love you, man. Like I'm like you're just that nice a guy, and but he's sad that it's happened to him. And I, the I guess proposed match or a planned match was going to be a six man with the New Day versus Sheamus's crew. Um, okay, so I think things really well are they should be pretty light after this, right? Everything should be pretty happy. All right, what else you got? Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Everything should be fine. Um. Pete Dunn is part of that team that you were just talking about with Sheamus. Uh, made his ro- uh, 
main main roster debut. I'm convinced that the way that this works is Vince doesn't know who these guys are or girls from NXT. Vince is in his office. Uh, Pete, Pete, uh, why don't you just come this way? Just come in. Uh, Vince is kind of weird, you know. Just, just don't say much. Say hello. Say thank you, sir. Whatever, and you know, sit when he tells you you can sit. Okay, okay. Okay, there. How you doing, pal? <laughs> butch, you look like a butt. <laughs> it's good shit, pal. <laughs> and thus, a butch. See, I bar. thought maybe he had a baby, uh, a book of baby names, and he was just like <laughs> from the. He 50s? did one of those like fan with your thumbs and stop right there, and then one with the finger, bam, butch, ha. He's like a bushwhacker. Ha! Maybe we'll get a guy named Luke and have him next to him. Ha! That's who Ridge Holland will be soon. They'll be Luke Oh, my Butch. God. Could you imagine? That'd be fucking hilarious. But you know goddamn well they're like, put this hat on. Butch. It sticks. What the fuck? So, ladies and gentlemen, you're, for the first time at, for a while prior to Walter, and I have some issues with calling Walter one of the longest reigning because that pandemic really helped out, and I don't mean to be a dick about it, but I'm just saying, end of, end of game. Uh, Pete Dunn was a badass UK champion, and Pete Dunn, the bruiser weight, is now... It's deadlier than two sledgehammers put together. Now, some people might know him by a different name, but we know him by his nickname. He is the one... The only Butch. <laughs> Sorry, I've been just waiting to use that laugh for a certain <laughs> time. Well, that was it. All right. Anything else exciting? Uh, yeah. Uh, so Miro uh, looks like he signed a multi-year deal. I don't know where the hell he is. I think he's just injured, maybe. Maybe he's got some time off. I don't know. We haven't seen him. I hope he comes back soon. He really needs to get it uh, cemented in the main event somehow. Uh, put, I mean, I, I'd be fine with them putting a fucking world title on him personally. If um, I was him, I would just keep extending deals and be injured. Fuck, he's yeah. paycheck after paycheck. <laughs> Shit. Uh, yeah, so I don't have the details on the contract, but it looks like he's sticking with AEW, which is great. Hope he comes back soon. Uh, and another twist of interesting fate. Um, you know, Braun Breaker, face of the new NXT, which, uh, funny, a weekly Cornette reference, I heard them basically referred to as a ripoff of Glow Wrestling. Hilarious. Oh my god, that's awesome! Um, which is funny because I have Braun in in the fantasy league, and when I saw this, I was like, "What? For what? Why? Okay, not even just for fantasy points, but all right, I have to pay attention to him for fantasy points." But that guy, yeah, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dolph Ziggler wins the title from Braun. Uh, okay, I uh, okay. I mean, I guess you're doing something with Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode finally. Oh, I'm sorry, Bob, Bob Roode. Uh, yeah. Wait a second. It just took me till now. He's Braun Beaker, whatever, and, and Steiner, and it's Braun, Braun. Did they get rid of Strowman knowing that they were going to bring this guy in and call him Braun? <laughs> <laughs> I highly doubt it's, it. <laughs> it's just now occurring to me. But, yeah, Ziggles is the NXT champion. The man was never even in NXT. Meanwhile, his partner Bobby Roode's like, "Yay, my best friend!" <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I guess we don't really need to talk too much about that. I said, "Bring me some positive news, please." 
Sure. Um, well, uh, it's recently come out that William Regal's health is not in the greatest shape. Um, apparently, he was on Talk as Jericho, which should be being released this week, probably by the time this episode drops. Um, not a whole lot of insight. We all know that you know he's got his own history, and I hate to say it, but it almost seemed like his, his promo went long on Dynamite. Uh, there were definitely some good moments. It went a little bit long. It seemed a little bit disjointed at points. But I think, one, it just was good for him to be back in the ring. And I don't know if, you know, whatever his current health status is, is that it's playing into it or he's just like, you know what, I'm just going to enjoy this while I can. Um, so, you know, I'm definitely going to take a listen because, uh, you know, he's supposed to go into detail. Hopefully it's nothing urgent. He denied the rumors, though. He said, I thought I read somewhere that he said, uh, denying some of the rumors uh, that it's uh, not as bad as it seems. I could be wrong. Yeah, I didn't see anything like that. Maybe so. That's like you know, I say wait but, for the episode to come out. He speaks to it himself. So, you know. Well, you know, as far as his promo going over in time, look, I apologize. We in Fort Myers apologize. We got to thank you. Regal chant started. We we were going nuts for him, man. So maybe we may have thrown him off because we were all really excited. Um. You know, I am going to skip ahead to one thing that, you know, speaking of William Regal, one thing that I, I did read. And, you know, when you read certain things that someone says, you're like, I could hear their voice as they're saying it. You know, certain people. Like, right. if you read a quote by Sean Connery, you're going to know gotcha. okay. how he's reading it. Yep. Right. And I read a, an interview with Tony Schiavone, and he was talking about how he saw how us at Revolution were going fucking bananas, and he had no idea that Regal was there. And he saw right. him earlier in the week, I think, at the Fan Fest and things like that, and he was you know, kind of within the area, but that's it. Didn't know he was going to be a part of it at all. And he said that he walked up to him, and I'm trying to see if I can capture it, but I heard Tony's voice in my head, but this is how I heard. He, he, you son of a bitch, you kayfabing son of a bitch, you. How are you? <laughs> And that's what he said. He that he actually said. He goes, "You son of a bitch, you kayfabing son of a bitch, you." I'm like, "That's awesome, dude." I was like, "That's kayfabing even your own friends," because that's a real reaction his friend gave right. on the announce position. And I'll get into that a little bit later too. So it was, man. It's, even if it is just for this time and this moment, you know, we'll we'll talk in a couple of minutes about dynamite, dude. If that is a sign of things to come with Brian and Danielson. Or Jesus, uh, Brian and Mox. Woo-wee, that's a fun tag team for me. And with all the other new stuff that's happening. And let's see if you can remember. I texted you this. What did I text you would be a phenomenal tag team name for Moxley and Brian. Oh, I don't remember seeing that text. Maybe I was shit-faced. I don't know. Oh, you probably were. But... Uh, I'll give you a hint. It's a quote. It's two words from William Regal. War games. Boo! <laughs> I, we need to make a new bumper. It goes douchebag of the week. <laughs> Come on, man. What I gave you the opportunity to do your war games. The only time you'll ever really have the chance oh, to do that. Oh, dude, my bad. Dude, I'm off today. Get, cut me some fucking slack, man. You know what? You keep treating me like this. You know what? You know what it's going to come to? War games! <laughs> Tell me it wouldn't really be a badass 
name. You can't. Can you have war games? The team of war games. Eh. Think about war. I don't know. I just want him to say it over and over. Mox Team War. What's that? Mox Dragon. Eh. (laughs) Crazy Dragon. All right, man, dude, do me something. Hey, hey, give me, give me something positive this week, please. Jesus, Jeez. you you want to hear something funny? Booker T. You want you you want to laugh about Booker T? Last week, I christened his wife. Seven thousand I charged for. He loves me fucking six G's now. Oh my god, that was really good. <laughs> I'm here with my friends, you fucking mutt, you. Um, <laughs> please don't say what I think you're going to say, speaking of Booker T. Oh, Nightwing, thanks for bringing this to my attention. I needed a laugh today. Uh, uh, the man who's got Vince's dick in his mouth constantly, especially when there's a microphone in front of his face, uh, Booker T, <laughs> his wife. Keith Lee shouldn't be doing really big moves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, was that too so, much of a visual? No, 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 that was great. Just don't ever do it again. <laughs> <laughs> the 2022 Hall of Fame class for WWE. Undertaker, the phenom, one of the greatest ever. Vader, who WWF think is most notorious for his spot on Boy vs. World. Um... What? That's all they're showing? Pretty much. Those are that they're showing more of those clips than his wrestling. Oh, it was an epic episode though, man. I really liked it. <laughs> Poor Leon had to be with uh Ben or Fred Savage's little brother Ben. Leon. <laughs> so yeah, you get Undertaker, you get Vader, and then Charmel. <laughs> You know what? I've had enough of it. I've had enough. That's it. I'm done. I can't deal with this shit for the Hall of Fame. I don't even care. Dude, you know what's even worse? You ruined it. I don't even care that WrestleMania is coming up. Again, people... All right. I saw a meme the other day. It's like people were like, oh, I'm not watching WrestleMania. It's like, huh, you'll watch. Um, Look, I got to be honest. Last year... I really put a delay in watching. Two years in a row, I put a delay in watching. I didn't watch live. You know, I told you that. I just didn't get... I Because I was on the West Coast. I waited and watched them late. And the more I found myself distant from seeing the need of being there, then I really had to step back and just take a look at, is it worth seeing at all? And goddamn, I mean, they have two nights, and I'm like, oh, could they just squish a couple of matches into one night the right way so I don't have to watch both nights just to fast-forward through shit? Because here we go. Uh, night one. Uh, Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's title. Raw Women's title, Lynch versus Belair. Mysterios versus Miz and Logan Paul. Might as well just be uh, Miz and himself. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Jesus Corbin. And the SmackDown tag team titles, the Usos defending against Shinsuke. I was Intercontinental Champion for quite some fucking time. Nakamura and Rick Boogers. Boogs. And Jesus. All right, night one. Do you even need to see it? Or is it a highlight night for you so far? I think Lynch versus Bel Air could be pretty decent. What did they close with? Flair Rousey? 
I would think so. Okay, well, not to be outdone by night two. Let's talk about the SmackDown, or not the SmackDown, just the women's tag team championships. Uh, So far, it's a three-way. It becomes a four-way possibly soon. So eight women going for two titles. Two titles, eight girls. Sounds like a really great video. You have Queen Zelina and Carmella versus Sasha. Sasha Banks and Naomi, because, okay. And Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley, because, well, we threw that Nikki Ash thing away. So, okay, Liv, you'll fit. And now rumored is Natty Neidhart, and she'll probably just bring in... Is Tamina still there? No, no, she left. (laughs) I, I don't know who's left, to be honest with you. Who the hell knows? And who the All hell right, cares so furthermore? Sami Zayn. At least this one's not for the title anymore. Ricochet did win your Intercontinental Championship uh, a couple of weeks ago on SmackDown, thankfully. Um, you know, people say he's been buried, buried, underrated. He's North American champion, he was a U.S. champion, and he was an Intercontinental champion. He can't be all having too bad of a time, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? Like, I think he's probably okay with his career. You know, kind of like what was accepted, which is the Kevin Steen, the KO show with Steve Austin. Thank God it's not going to be a match, as we've heard, but it is going to be a uh, just a segment. talk show segment, yeah. which is what we got with him on Piper's Pit. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with that. Um, Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. There's your McMahon mirage of mirrors, old man titties fight. Edge versus AJ Styles, which probably will be pretty decent, I would say. You know, probably close to match of the night. Never mind, it'll be match of the night. Um, And then you got Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. At least Brock is really laying into his happy side and people are actually cheering him. So th- this isn't going to be like WrestleMania 34 where you ended it in a solid boo fest. And busting Reigns open the hard way didn't even help. <laughs> yep, you remember that? I remember. Yeah. Pepperidge Farms remembers. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you know what, man? This past Wednesday, one week ago from today, I went to the Hertz Arena. Here's just a, a couple of sounds of my night that I got to hear. Santana's got Garcia. Ortiz has the bat. This could, this could be bad. What a hell of a way to start off. AEW Dynamite. Oh! Jericho just cracked Santana. Now Ortiz. Wait, wait, what, what? What? What happened? This is the Jericho Appreciation Society, and that. That's entertainment. (laughs) Mr. Shivani, I thought we'd never do this again. It's been 29 years since I first came to America and we were on TBS together. Can you believe that? 29 years. And I thought, what better could this younger generation of wrestlers have than the perfect combination? The perfect wrestler and the perfect and utter sadistic person that will take things to a completely other level. And just a warning 
to every single person that steps in the ring with them. You will not like the outcome. And you either will step up or you'll get stepped on. And now next week in your home in San Antonio, you get a title shot as well. I've just been told by Tony Khan though, that next week in San Antonio, you will have a world title shot, which will be in a steel cage against Dr. Britt Baker. Congratulations. Sammy Guevara turned his attention to Ty Conti. And now, TKO by Scorpio Sky. Do we have a new champ? Yes, yes we, we can. can. Yes, we can. The winner of this match and TNT champion, Scorpio Sky. Can you believe this night? Can you believe this match? The numbers game is going to catch up with Sting and Darby, it would appear. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Jeffrey Nero Hardy is here tonight! You know, I kind of had weird, not doubts, but like hesitant doubts or whatever. I don't know. Heading into the show, I'm like, this is a post-pay-per-view show. It could go either way. They could just do a couple of eight-man tags and call it a day. It, it could be pretty shitty. Um, But then there's the opportunity and possibility of it being end of feuds, as you said last week with Revolution. And beginning of new feuds. And holy shit, thank you ODM for being dead on right. Because this night just... <laughs> second time I'll use this word today. Oozed. Of brand new feuds. Or new ways of extending feuds. And, you know, as you already heard, you know, with all the, the list of things that went on. First, I have one more soundbite for you. You know, as you already heard in there, you had... Jericho and the what is now known as the Jericho Appreciation Society. I have an issue with the name of that. I don't know why. I just it's just a weird name. I don't know. It just okay. Anyway, I did like that he came out looking like some old school 2001 Jericho with the long hair down like right. it, it was cool. Um but while Kingston was talking with him and saying, you know, you needed that handshake for you, he said when he answered someone that's I was the guy who he was answering did you get a chance to actually listen to that ODM mm-hmm. alright well here it is look I don't like him now but I'm dragging out the man who I looked up to who was in Japan who was part of the J Cup who went out there with the great Eddie Guerrero with the great Dean Malenko that's who I respected and you for yeah Lionheart you're right you're right I wasn't looking for an opening to scream something. I swear to God, I thought other people were going to actually yell out Lionheart at that point. I was like, yeah, that's who he's referring to. The man who, the, he said the New Japan Cup. You know what I mean? I was like, that, or, that's, that's who he's talking about. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm the only one that yells. He goes, yeah, Lionheart. Like, everybody in my section. First of all, dead crowd. Let me ask you, what did it look like to you on TV? Did it come across as dead as it seems? No. No. They, they did. Well, they had an though. entire half an of the arena sectioned off um, where you couldn't use. I was upgraded from a shit section 
that I purposely bought just because I was just like, yeah, I'll wiggle my way to the front. Um, I got some really, really good seats that I think my, maybe the top of wrestling sign made it on once, but like in a very, very far distance. Didn't even try hard. Um, but it was a pretty calm crowd. Nobody was really trying to stand and clap, and I'm like trying to get people into it. It was me and the one dude behind me and his buddy, but other than that, not really. Um, the guy behind me was really awesome. Um, we started talking right before it began. I go, dude, I really, really hope Jeff Hardy shows up. He goes, dude, the buzzer on this arena is, is him showing up. I go, Oh my God. I go, it's gotta happen, man. I go, it's day one for his, his free agency. And then at eight fifty five, they show the graphic that says Matt Hardy confrontation with the AHFO or whatever that is. And I, and we go, Oh my God. I go, bro, that's top of the hour. That's a big moment. That's a segment to open up with. And he goes, oh, my God, you're right. So when Sting and Darby come out, I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, they got us, motherfucker. And there's an entire long video of me holding this. And then I also shortened up, and you see what I have on the uh, on our page. But I said, I go, he could still come out, man. And God damn it. And before I get to the show... Take that back. Take that back. Take that back. I am in the parking lot for the Hertz Arena, and you text me. WWE does not own the rights to the Hardys theme. And I said, don't give me this kind of hope or something like that. I was like, don't do this to me. And I've never been in an arena for so many brand new things in one week. The, a whole pay-per-view the way I did. Um, I've seen several pay-per-views that was top-notch. Um, obviously, the dog-collar match being the first thing coming to mind. Um, I've never been in an arena for a pop of an expected person. Take, well, I'll take that back. I went to, in 2013, when uh, Undertaker was supposed to face Punk at WrestleMania 29, he showed up to old school Raw, but only at the ramp, and Punk was in the ring, they just looked at each other, that was it, and then he turned around and left, we were like, that could have been anybody, you could, you didn't even have to fly him here for that shit, are you shitting me right now, because they had, it was just like, the glow behind him, you could even see it was him, that's like, that's how bad it was, and I was like, aw, so for this, the pop, who, I know that came across on the screen pretty goddamn well. Such a good night. Um, okay, just want to. I didn't know if you wanted. Here. I'm like, okay, you're, you're going through. Well, I take a sip of, of, of my drink and I go, well, he's not gonna talk. All right, I'll do it. So, you know, I'll run down the list of what happened. You know, Pack defeated Wheeler Yuta. Um, I'm not sure if they showed it on TV. Haven't gone back to had uh, to opportunity to see this, but as Trent Beretta kind of touches Yuta on the outside, like, hey man, it's okay. Yuta shoves him off and walks away. I found that interesting. I'm like, I thought Trent was supposed to be the, the shover, not the shoved. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of where we thought you know, it was going. but Right, but we'll find out where that goes. Uh, because tonight he's actually tagging with the shoe. Wheeler Yuta. Not Trent. Wheeler Yuta is. Um, but Hangman Page, dude, all of a sudden I get to this arena to find out we have fucking three title matches on the line. I was like, what? made a world title match, tag team title match, and the TNT title. I was like, well, nothing's probably going to change hands, but that's okay. Right. 
as soon as I found out that Hangman Page was facing Der- uh, Dante Martin, I was like, well, <laughs> I don't think they're going to pull that kind of swerve in front of my face no. tonight as your second match of the night. And I go, ah, could they? No, never mind. <laughs> I was like, I'll just hold off on that idea. Um, and then he, after he wins, he puts over Dante and Darius. It was actually a pretty good match between them. Wardlow did a really good uh, promo saying that he's finally free of MJF. He doesn't own him anymore. Andrade kicks out Matt Hardy, as you hear, and then Sting, Darby, and Jeff Hardy come back. I liked how that segment played out because Matt Hardy turns and sees that private party has their hands in the air, his thumbs up, and he's like, yeah, you'll see, they're my they're my sons. They're never going to turn their back on me. And then slowly they turn their thumbs down, and you hear all of us go, oh, because I – like we first, I didn't even catch the first one do it because I, I don't like to look at the screen if I can. You know what I mean? If I'm there, I want to just stare at the ring itself, be in the moment. Right. And and sometimes you do want to look up to really see what what they're the focusing on. Is and from the yeah, yeah yeah yeah. And once people started going, oh, I go what? And I looked up the screen. And I go, oh motherfucker, he put it upside down. It was cool. It was a really good moment. I like how it played out. Um, Jurassic Express retained over the acclaimed. Eh, I, another one. I was like, "Swerve, please." What like? What's the end game here? Like, I know, and like, and this is the shit that bothers me about you know the booking. Like, why are they tag team champions still? I understand you may have had to do a swerve after you know, you know, uh, Ray Phoenix. You know, shattered his elbow. I know he didn't shatter it, but you know. Um, but like, why haven't we figured something out? I don't know if the acclaimed are ready yet to be tag champs. I hope they are one day soon. Because uh, I think they've got the potential. But there's no reason they can't be, even for a well, month. Especially, Why does especially every title reign have to be is. a year long? Yeah. Thank so, you. Yeah. Yes. Well, and so to me, think about this, man. I, this is just off the top of my head. Hardys, Young Bucks, Acclaimed, Ass Boys, uh, now Danielson and Mox. You also have uh, yep, Red Dragon. I mean, Jesus, the list goes on of so many different tag teams. Why does a little boy and his friggin' dinosaur still have it? I just... Yep. But, hey, keep defending them because one day someone's going to lose. I'm hoping. Someone's going to win them. We already talked about the the promo, of course, with that kayfabe and son of a bitch, Regal. Uh, It was 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 a really good emotional moment. Someone actually went on and found that picture of him with Tony Schiavone. And then put it next to the one of in Dynamite because he's talking about how him and Tony, however many years it was before that, just in a ring together on TBS. And I was like, God, that's that brought me back to WCW Saturday nights and always seeing him wrestle on there because he was a workhorse. He was on every one of those episodes. Um, Thunder Rosa, as you hear, wins the match and it's the one year anniversary of the lights out match but this time a freaking steel cage match i'm excited i am so so excited for that match tonight and then scorpio sky i people were really shocked by this i wasn't i was not shocked at all i was very glad to see that scorpio sky not only keeps a one year streak as a singles man a singles man a singles wrestler alive but also now wins the TNT Championship from Sammy Guevara. And let me tell you why. Because I'm tired of, I'm fucking crazy. Yeah, I know. With What's his up hand. with that? That's dumb. I'm sick of that. And then I'm also sick of him doing stupid moves and laying in the match for 30 minutes, hurt, 
and then coming back after his girl lays her tits all over him for a, uh, we were like, yo, this is stupid. We're like, we all counted the 10 a bunch of times. We all like, it was Scorpio won the match. Whether you want to win by count out or not, he won the match. I'm like, we kept yelling ref. Why are you not counting? And if he's injured, why not call the match? It's just, it was going on too long. And even if it was a part of your commercial break, you came back and still played into it too long. When she got hurt, Anna Jay, by Paige Van Zant, mm. we went nuts in the place. We were like, "Thank you, Paige! It was awesome." That part didn't make it to air, but we were excited about it. Uh, we watched her walk in. Uh, you know that they bring people into two sets of chairs that stay there all night. You know what I mean right. for your certain people. We watched her get walked in for that because the ass boys were there during one part of think it was dark or maybe it was even Jurassic Express and acclaimed um they, they were just sitting in those seats and talking shit and then Paige was sitting there later um great night of dynamite and they go stick around and in 15 minutes we're gonna begin rampage <laughs> yo everybody stands up and I'm like well deuce like a lot of people are just leaving and I go <laughs> your loss is my gain I looked like I just came back from the pisser, blended in with people who were walking out and in, and walked my way down to the floor. And I had third row tickets. I, I'm sorry. I had third row seats. Yeah. You and I have no tickets. Yeah. <laughs> to watch Rampage. First match was Darby Allen with Sting. He was right in front of us. We kept wooing at him. It was awesome. Darby Allen defeating Marquin. That's how I'm going to have to call him. Marquin. Um, and then... AHFO, which is now the AFO or whatever you want to call it, comes out. And then the Hardys come out, which was cool because we see him return earlier in the night. And then you're quote unquote two days later. Um, it's funny because a chant started, This isn't live. I thought it was kind of funny. I'm like, I really find that people started, it was funny. I'm like, That's not going to make it to air, but that's really awesome. Some drunk asshole comes over to me and goes, Hey, man, could, 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 could I, let me ask you a question? Sure. Do, do you think they'll show my sign in a WWE world's worst entertainment? No, they probably won't. <laughs> Why not, man? Do you think Tony's kind of spineless? I don't know, man, but you really stink. Can you get the fuck away from me? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, But then the Hardys come out, though, later, and they're dressed in the same <clears throat> gear that they had basically for WrestleMania 33, which uh, I thought was cool, you know, when they made that return. So right, I, I was yeah. just – and it's funny to us that, you know, they, he's changed his clothing. Um, I, God damn, I forgot to say something to you. I want to tell you something. If I am ever getting my fucking ass beat, <laughs> you stop and dance. I'll be the first to kick you in your nuts when you get over to that fight. Hey, you did it quick. <laughs> and if it's the Hardy Boys thing, I'm, you're damn right I'm going to stop and dance for a second. Yo, I love all the memes, all the... Everything that's about it. There's so many TikToks that are funny. The one girl dancing and looks like she's in like a. I tagged you in it where it looks like she's dancing like a whole like hall, like a course hall, like a, a college, and she's like doing like a quick hardcore dance or whatever. <laughs> it was hysterical. Um, Matt and Rebby even made mentions uh, to it on their Twitch, and he goes, "Yeah, I'm all getting choked out, and here comes Jeff dancing." <laughs> Thought that was hysterical. Um, and if you watch BTE, it intros with Jeff Hardy backstage hearing his music, and he screams, and they all go nuts, and you see uh, the Young Bucks doing the Hardy finger dance thing. It was cool. 
man, electric. It was awesome. But don't ever leave me hanging like he did. Uh, but besides that, Keith Lee defeats Cutie Marshall and then has to, has to fight off Nick Camarado and some other guy was in purple. I don't even know his name. It did not matter to me. Yeah. And then Team Taz comes down, and I go, yo, is he fighting off the whole roster? Like, I actually screamed that out loud. and everybody, like People near me, we were all laughing. This one girl was yelling more than I was, which I loved. And she's like, that didn't even hurt him, you bitch. I was like, this is awesome. I'm like, where were you all night? I'm up here with these soccer moms who are quiet as shit and a kid that smells like one, by the way. That was another thing. I had to move seats. Um, it, it, like, he had a diaper that was about as heavy as, like, a bag of rocks. Um, but then we get a pretty cool preview of Powerhouse Hobbs and Keith Lee. Hobbs took him down, and I was like, yes, do this. Just present it right away. Don't hold off. Don't go, oh, we'll wait till down the road. No need to. You mid-card guys, you can go at him right away. Your Punk versus Adam Cole, that can wait to the right date. Things like that can wait. We don't need to do that. Right. So one side of my sign, by the way, mm-hmm. top of wrestling. The other one, can I meet Tony Khan? I wanted to see if I could meet the man. And I did. But first, we also got to see Jamie Hayter defeat Martinez. Mercedes Martinez. So she came in strictly to lose. Yeah. And I find that funny because, which I'm okay with because everybody was yelling retribution. It was hysterical. Um, People are like, oh, she she came in just to job. Well, let me ask you something. How does everybody win? Someone has to be a goddamn jobber. Mm -hmm. And do you really think she is ever going to tell her grandkids her record? Of what her wrestling record was. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm telling her the paychecks I was making for putting my shoulders on the mat and just going to the back and having a beer after the match. Yep. You're doing a job, man, one way or another. If you're the ref, the cameraman, the winner, the loser, doing your job. That's it. That's all it is. So everybody's shitting on her being that, you know, and everybody's shitting on how Adam Cole came in and went to Orange Cassidy. Yeah, we may not like it, but it's not like he's going to go, no, Tony. Or, yeah, Tony, I'll do it, even though I don't want to. You know, he'd be like, there's no fucking way I'm going to do that as my first feud. And they, and Tony would be like, you're right, Mr. Cole. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Yo, I've seen so many great memes, because I thought you were the first to bring it up, and then I realized it's <laughs> you were to me, but it's everyone just, talking yeah. about his Adderall sniffs, they're like, I just... <laughs> Bought Ring of Honor and a pound of Coke. <laughs> so, let me get back on track here. Show goes off the air. Why I know to- where I'm at is going to work is because Tony Khan has mentioned, and after Rampage, I'm coming back out to say goodbye to you all. Ooh, am I scooting my way through. The entire back row of the first floor, mm. uh, of the of the floor, is empty. That's extremely right in front of the ramp. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, no one wants the, the back row, right? Because you can move towards the front. And I go, but no one's thinking about the ladder of the idea later. I do. I take that spot. He comes through. I'm holding that sign up. Kind of gives a nod. Goes to the ring. <laughs> Did you all have fun tonight? <laughs> and unbeknownst to me, he has his parents here in Naples. 
And he oh. goes, and I'm going to sleep in my old college bed tonight. And I'm like, and I'm following you, oh, motherfucker. No, just kidding. Um, but I'm, apparently I'm in the same area as his as folks are. Uh, and he goes, you know what, though? You didn't get to see a whole lot of this guy earlier in the night, which was true because he only came out and did a quick promo. He goes, would you guys like to say goodbye to Adam Cole one more time? Dude, there's like 250 people left in this arena. We're like, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, like, why not? He comes out and he's like, and I promise you, next time I come back here, I am going to be the AEW champion. Jingle, jingle, juggle, juggle, juggle. We get all the same hoo ha that everybody gives in the off camera shit. Right. Do you guys want to do one more Adam Cole, baby? And it was like, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. And he goes, I'm sorry, apparently you guys don't. And he goes, I I can leave. I don't have to do it. And people are like, no, no. And I'm like, oh, this is horrible. Oh, my God. This is fucking horrible. That sucks. (laughs) But people kind of get into it. And we did one more baby. Everybody's drained. You know what I mean? Like, we just watched two hours of Dynamite, waited a little bit, watched all of Rampage. Right. Those of us who are left, can you just shake our hands, please? Don't make us sing and dance now. We did that all night for the cameras, for you guys. We made you look good. Sorry, that's a touch more of a rant than you probably needed on that one. But, um, And then Tony goes, I'm going to go to one side. Adam's going to go to the other. And we're going to shake hands with everybody and, and try to get as many uh, pictures done as possible. And I'm like, oh, my God. i got to think about every moron up there. Oh, hang on. Oh, no. <laughs> that was a video. <laughs> hang on. I'm like, this is never going to happen. He's never going to make his way here. And then this fucking douche nozzle looks over and he goes, you know, I've seen him a lot in Orlando. His girls are dressed head to toe in all dark order shit. And they were well known to a couple of people. Because, again, this is in Fort Myers. Orlando's about four hours. Three, four hours. And he goes, I've seen him. And he, uh, once he wakes his way to one side, he just goes the other. And he, he's going to stop over at that announce table and go that way. I'm opposite of the announce table if you want to talk about ramp. Um, so if he was heading towards the back, like to the ramp up it, like to go to the locker room, mm. your announce table is on your left-hand side right. on Dynamite. Right. So I was all the way to the other side, but still the last row that he's going to see before he goes. And this guy just irritated me. And all of a sudden, Tony hops that fucking bear, not the barricade, but the ramp itself and starts coming back over. And I just wanted to look, and he never made eye contact. I wanted to be like, fuck you. <laughs> so then Khan comes through. I'm still holding the can I meet Tony Khan? And he makes eye contact with me, and I'm like, I lost it. What was I going to do? Oh, yeah, hi. And I was like, Jesus. And I just go, Tony, it is extremely nice to meet I I, I, know, I go, I go, hang on. Tony, it's an absolute privilege to meet you. And he goes, thank you so much, man. Real cool. Shook hands. Eye contact. That was it. And I wanted to just picture anything, right? Nope. Apparently, I had to shove my phone in his face like every other little prick there and go, will you do a picture? And he would have stood, stood me longer. Extend, extend, or instead, when I give him respect, he was like, thanks. I probably don't need to do any more with you, so I'm going to move on. Right. Fucker. <laughs> um, Con! <laughs> so then, he moves on to this kid. And he goes, hi, uh, I just want you to know I'm a wrestler. And I and I I'm I'm gonna be uh, I, I I one day hope to to work for you and he goes great what's your name and he goes my name is whatever I th- let's just say Steve and Hugo Montoya Cross <laughs> Cross okay he said Cross like six times but he goes Steve Cross and I gotta be honest this part I don't know if Tony is deaf 
or was fucking with this kid at this point. I don't know. <laughs> but this was this was well worth actually even getting more of a picture than I could with him. Watching this moment may be the best part. Now talking about it and having it recorded for history is probably even better. He goes, my name is Steve Cross. And he goes, Quas? And he goes, Cross. And he goes, oh, Qua. And he goes, Steve Cross. He goes, nice to meet you, Qua. And I go, is he fucking with him right now or is he dead? What the fuck is so. going on right now? I hope so. <laughs> he kept putting a W after the K and I was Qua. like, I'm not even hearing it. What are you hearing right now? I'm like, well, you know, sometimes a little too much of that Adderall will, uh, I guess, possibly, you know, make you go deaf. But, hey, it was a good night. I had a lot of fun. Even got to fuck with Britt Baker for a minute while she was by ringside with... Uh, Re- Reba? Reb- Rebel? Reba. Reba McIntyre. Um, who, to me, looks like Cecily Strong from SNL. Um, but... Britt ba- I know you don't watch SNL, but anyway, so uh, Britt Baker was just kind of leaning on the, the ring, just kind of hanging there, and I'm like, I don't want to say anything too fucked up, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I go... I mean, Adam Cole still you and I already... a stepladder to slap you. <laughs> oh, my God. I saw a great meme of him coming out, and they're like, sorry, man, I had to come back with it, and it's the entire set of Dynamite, and you see in this little tiniest blurb of him walking down there, it's, fuck- <laughs> it's like, honey, I shrunk the kids. But Britt Baker, um, at first, as you and I already mentioned last week, they, she has the new title. Yeah. I yell out, because this girl next to me has been talking some shit too, right? Um, real, just badass. Uh, a Latina chick that was wearing um, in uh, LWO shirt and told me that she does local wrestling or helps promote the local wrestling in the area. Oh, shit. Um, I was working at the bowling alley, so I couldn't go. But anyway, so she, uh, uh, so she's talking a lot of shit, and I go, what's a good thing I can say? And I go, oh, yeah. And I go, hey, Britt, show us your beautiful, beautiful, voluptuous, brand-new belt. thought it was perfect. Got a couple giggles out of that when I thought I, it was all right. But then this one, Britt turned, did a quick little look, Looked back at the ring, gave me the finger, and looked back. You ready? You need to find yourself a real man and leave Adam Cole. (laughs) That pinched a nerve. The title didn't pinch a nerve. That one pinched a nerve. (laughs) Okay. So I got flipped off by DMD. There you go. And hey, look at, uh, have have you happened to see that uh, AEW has a new... YouTube show. It is uh, a Danhausen show. Oh, God. Already off to a phenomenal start. The first thing is it says, Hey, E, W. I saw that. Right? So, yeah. And, and he goes, and the guy's like, Hey, E, W. And he goes, It's, Hey, ew. <laughs> I'm already off to a great start. Thank you, Danhausen. Thank you. God, I love him. And it, it's funny because when he came out at Revolution, I had not told my wife anything about him because I was like, he's not in the match. He'll probably show up at some point, but not a factor. The next day on the way home, I was trying to do like an impression. I'm like, I'm very, very good and very evil, but also I'm like, I just, I'm like, it's hard to do his impression because he's all over the place is, and yeah. I love him. He's hysterical. Oh God. Um, But tonight, TBS, St. Patrick's Day Slam, Wardlow is going to take on Scorpio Sky. So, you know. MJF is screwing Wardlow over in that one 100% to a T. 
Um, the steel cage match will most likely be your main event as Britt Baker takes on Thunder Rosa. Adam Cole, he let down his Dark Order friends, and he is going to be tagging with a boy in his dino against Adam Cole and Red Dragon. I hope they maybe name this crew at some point, by the way. And then we got the Shoe and Wheeler Yuta taking on Moxley and Danielson. So another amazing beatdown. I'm excited about that. Hey, ODM, let's bring something to the table. Just bring it, bitch! Oh my gosh! So, so, what are you bringing to the table? What am I bringing to the table? Uh, well, <clears throat> uh, I guess I'll just throw this in there. You know, I've been keeping up on Twitter here. Uh, we're just trying to stay on top of everything, see what's going on. Uh, it looks like uh, Razor, it's been reported from Meltzer uh, and a couple other people that he has officially been taken off of life support. Uh, okay. But uh, still breathing at this point. Uh, no reports on him passing as of yet. So just kind of wanted I to update. I had that. to do my own little research because I was curious to see if uh, how long someone can actually go after taking off and actually a couple of days I didn't know that I mean, yeah I mean, it could be weeks really yeah, it really just all depends um, so anyway uh, yeah so I, I guess uh, my bring it to the table oh that's or... not your bringing to the table no, okay no. good I'm like really <laughs> no that news no, no, update no. is what you're bringing to the I was table using that you plan as an opportunity for me to check and see what's going on here uh, I appreciate it thank so, you so kind of a thought experiment. And I mean, I guess you could look at it a couple different ways. Sting or Taker? Say the peak of, of both of them, you know? You could even really say, like, right now, where uh, Sting's doing the Crow thing. Who who would you book to go over? Who do you think should win if you were to do a few? We never got the match. We never will. Although, then again, Sting's wrestling. I mean, Taker could technically. But, you know, that's not that's never going to no. happen. Um, I would have to say... Would it matter on era? Lemmy is a god. <laughs> um, no, I would actually... I'm going to automatically say Taker, yeah. no matter the era. If it's Surfer Sting, billion percent Taker. If it's uh, Crow Sting against any Taker, again, mm, maybe... I'll, I'll take away 2015. I didn't care for 2015. Right after he lost the streak and he came back with the weird, uh, short, kind of Ellen DeGeneres-looking hair. <laughs> uh, more Anne Hesh, maybe. Anne anyway, he just kind of came back looking a little I odd. just wanted yeah. to say Anne Hesh. Anne Hesh. So he, I don't know, I, I just, judging that Sting let Triple H go over on his debut match, I think... The point is, is that Sting does what's best for business. D- right. Sting doesn't care if his shoulders. Again, he's not. He's not necessarily Mercedes Martinez or vice versa. I'm saying that it's it is a day's work for him. You're gonna book him over. That's awesome. But if you're not going to, he's not gonna be upset with it. I could see Taker pulling for. Well, why would Sting beat me? What's the payoff down the road? Not that he has to be that guy. It's like there's got to be a payoff. But what comes of it? Because if Sting wins. Anyone who knows Taker, he doesn't just take a, a win or a loss and just go, well, shucks. <laughs> he avenges all of his losses. I, so yeah. that's why I, I would have to say that. I, I, I think a, a three, 
you know, do, you know, do a best of three. You know, have him go one one into like Mania or something. Taker will take that one. Could have been something, man. Could have been something. Could have, yeah. Well, speaking of something that, uh, you know, a, a tremendous possible matchup, something I did get to see live was a tremendous match, and that's the dog collar match. Um, I'm not going to keep talking about Revolution all the time, just, you know, most of the time. But I am going to say that I did finally get to sit down and watch in its entirety the CM Punk versus MJF dog collar match. I just wanted to see how it was presented on TV. And holy shit, you know, I again, it's one of those things. First, where I was sitting, a giant light grid was in my way. I could not see the the big main screen that's above the ring. It was a it was it was just blocking my view. Like my row was screwed from that angle. So, yeah, it's kind of the price you pay to get really good seats and also kind of be on TV most of the night, I guess, if you want to call it that. Um, I've said to my wife, I'm so glad she wore the very white CM Punk shirt because every goddamn wrestling fan in the world wears a black wrestling shirt like myself. <laughs> so I'm like, there's her, there's me. <laughs> it's, it worked every time to find. But seeing how it was presented, the blood, I mean, it, you guys were able to see it on the pay-per-view and mm. how the blood was so thick pouring out of uh, Punk's face. You know, I didn't see it there. Yeah, I was also kind of having a little bit of a tiff with that lady. Um, but... I didn't know that Punk had already came out with that fresh wound from the mm-hmm. thing on Dynamite already. Yep. And it, if you look at it, it was already kind of even bruised in that area, too. It where almost it like, like it, it was it, just a little bit of a scab on there, so all he had to do was kind of just flick it and boom. Yep. And he did get opened up the hard way by that chain. And, it, and then MJF rubbed it across his face. To MJF's credit, man, Punk hit him several times in the face with that chain. MJF should have either drank a beer or had a bunch of Advil ahead of time or something to thin out that blood because no matter how many times he got hit, he was not bleeding, man. Yeah. But I hope they both have post-match pictures that they eventually show. Like they do a montage this week. Like they're both back and... And they're like, well, this is, you know, it took a week to recover, blah, blah, blah. Because even when they showed Punk's back at the end of the match, it was already completely bruised from that chain whip. And I was like, oh, my God, this is, he's going to be hurting for a while. I'm like, how long until Punk even comes back? You know what I mean? Like, maybe even a month he's got to recover. Because that's not an easy thing to recover from, I don't think. And that's the thing, man. Get it back to, you know, the reality-based shit. You know, it should take him a few weeks to get you know, back to the point where he's ready to be on TV. Yeah, nothing wrong with it. You have you have plenty on your roster that you can fill up time with right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, man, good shit. Speaking of, oh, he decided to come in this week. Nice of you to join us. You got your TPS report? Nobody in the whole building but us, Nightwing. Wing. Eh? It's night. Wing. Really? Huh. Guess I was thinking of that goofy mullet you used to have. Yeesh, that was like a whole decade of bad hair days. This is such good shit. 
Hello to all you guys out there, and I got some stuff that uh, I just got to really get off my chest. I kind of forgot about last week. That's my bad, and I do apologize, and I will try to keep back on schedule. So let's get right into it. First of all, Biggie, we wish you a very speedy recovery. We hope this is not career-ending. I understand it most likely will be career-shortening, but we hope it isn't career-ending. We wish you to get back on your feet as soon as you possibly can. And along with that, it's kind of giving me a bold prediction because we wanted to have it, and we'll see if we'll get it here in the future. Maybe when he returns from this broken neck, or as in the words of Kurt Angle, a broken freaking neck, we might get the heel turn that we wanted from Big E because that will really separate him as a singles competitor and kind of take him away from the New Day, which he's just been kind of pinholed into and just can't get out of. The second thing I want to talk to you guys about is the fact that if you are not following the Sons of Sandy Fork on Facebook or whatever, that's the Briscoes. They are giving some absolute gold content promos on there. If you have not seen them, you got to follow them. you got to check them out. It's been some of the best stuff that's been going on. But you know what? That's as good as it gets, folks. Have a good one. Glad to have you back, my man. Uh, so I guess you're going to have to you know, work double time. See you this weekend, next week. I got to say, unfortunately, with the news that ODM had brought up earlier is that Unfortunately, we may not be seeing Big E back in the ring, but him coming back to a pop and then an immediate boo if he was to turn on all of the New Day, God, that would be amazing. I think it would be great. Not going to happen, not because he can't wrestle, but just because I don't – it's WWE. Don't, don't get what – you're not going to get what you want. Well, shit, he got what he wanted. He got the entire fucking bloodline. Anyway, um, but you did mention the Sons of Sandy Fork. Well, I think we could put it to rest that Briscoes are going to be going to AEW anytime soon. Uh, Jay Briscoe's 2013 anti-gay or a very homophobic rant that he had. And he apologized, I think, live later in a Ring of Honor ring and everything. But he, uh, that's they're keeping their distance from it. And that's kind of funny, I think, and hypocritical. Because the people that get second chances and don't, I mean, Jesus Christ, you just got Jeff Hardy. And, I mean, he's been arrested more than probably any wrestler on that roster. Well, you know, there's a, you know, we're not going to go into the whole commentary, the social commentary thing. Um, You know, I I think, again, let's call back Scott Hall. Anybody can be redeemed. Anybody can be redeemed. Except kid touchers. Those fuckers need to burn in hell. But, you know, for the most part, anybody, you know, listen, we've all said some shit we shouldn't have said. That shit happens. If we were all condemned for it, nobody would be in a position to be, you know, be the virtuous one. So now, now again, I don't know what he said, you know, but, you know, maybe it's one of those. I things. couldn't even find it. And I didn't even want to look. I was like, doesn't matter, really, to be honest. I'm like, if it's anti, uh, if it's a homophobic right. thing. Okay, fine. I wasn't I like, I, but, uh, there's not much he could have really said that would have really shocked me unless he was like, you know. I don't want people running around with dicks in my face. <laughs> I don't know. That could have been the worst thing I think possible. <laughs> but nothing you could have said would have shocked me at this point from everything that well, people have been canceled they can go for. back to Ring of Honor. And FTR can go there. It's true. And it's been rumored that FTR wants to hit the indie circuit. And they said that they have an agent that is hitting their bookings that is separate from their bookings for just signings as well as AEW. And they're going to 
take on tag teams that they want to, their own personal Good. dream matchups. And they have aspirations of also wanting to win the New Japan Tag Team Championships. Really? Yep. Read that one, too. I'm like, head on over. Hmm. You know, and they're pushing all of a sudden Tamatanga. Remember how he wanted to go from the bad boy to the good guy, and now he's kind of being the good guy because he's the only one that's really left in bull- out of, out of uh, Bullet Club. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I may have read it wrong, but I think his brother even turned on him. No, I saw something saying G.O.D. was exiled from Bullet Club, so I think G.O.D.'s still together. I think something happened this past weekend, oh, really? too. Could be wrong on that, but some, but even all of his old mentors, Gato and everybody, all, all those guys, right. everybody turned on him. And I'm like, maybe he could be the new face, not like face of, I mean like a face wrestler, a, a good guy, to try and take down Bullet Club. You know what I mean? We haven't had someone like that in quite some time, so something new. I'll take it. Uh, good shit, Nightwing. See you next week. And now... Who screwed Brett this week? Marty, you've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the future. Wait a minute, Doc. What are you talking about? What happens to us in the future? Are we become assholes or something? Give me a hell yeah. Extremely frustrated over what has just happened. Whoa! Frustrated isn't the goddamn word for it. This is bullshit. Oh, we apologize, ladies you and gentlemen. You screw me! Everybody screws me! And nobody does a goddamn thing about it! Nobody in the building cares! Nobody in the dressing room cares! So much goddamn injustice around here! I've had it up to here! We apologize, ladies and Everybody gentlemen. Everybody knows it! I know it! Everybody knows it! I should be the World Wrestling Federation champion! Get him out of the ring! Everybody just keeps turning a blind eye! You keep turning a blind eye to it! I got that gorilla monsoon. He turns a blind eye to it. Everybody in that goddamn dressing room knows that I'm the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Cut him off. Oh boy, he laid it. Look at him. Oh boy, he laid his old tired ass out. Look at him. Look at him. Oh, excuse me at home. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's somebody with something. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What a harm he's got a neck collar on. Oh, boy. This is the best. This is WC. I don't know what is funnier. The fact that Bret Hart gets screwed every week or... Dusty laughing his balls off during that tag team match at Uncensored. That was just, I had to fight so hard to find that that sound clip. Oh, my God. It was just amazing. I was like, yo, what does he do? Is Dusty drunk? I think Dusty had a little too, couple too many martinis here. All right, good for you. The school of uh, Mean Gene on spring break. He's still riding through from that hangover, apparently. Hair of the dog, baby. Hair of the dog. <laughs> it's the hair of the dog, baby. It doesn't matter for the American dream. <laughs> Ain't nobody going to believe you. Oh, man. All right. Rundown. We had Uncensored 1997 
from WCW. And then the night later, we, of course, have what is now, uh, we, we have the Raw before WrestleMania 13 and the follow-up Nitro from the pay-per-view. Take it away. All right. Well, I, I was very giddy when I started this pay-per-view because they talk about the debut uh, on pay-per-view for Mortis. So <laughs> I was very excited about that. Uh, we opened with Malenko. Forget all about him. <laughs> we uh, we open up with uh, Dean Malenko versus Eddie Guerrero for the U.S. title. This is a no-DQ match. Uh, Randy Anderson is back. He's reinstated. Uh, ref in this match. Uh, Eddie's definitely starting to heal it up a lot more. He's powdering. Uh, Malenko's getting cheered more. We're actually hearing some hard boos for Eddie. Uh, we see commotion in the back. Outsiders and Six are standing over Rick Steiner. Uh, he's knocked unconscious. It looked like there was like a kendo stick or something that was broken in half laying right next to him conveniently. Um, <laughs> Eddie starts working the knee of Malenko. Going to make it hard for him to lock in that Texas Cloverleaf. Great storytelling. I liked it. Uh, Tony Schiavone goes, yeah, he's been really surly lately. Shirley, don't don't call him Shirley. <laughs> We're off and running. We are off and running with this show. Oh, God, it's going to be a good one. Uh, Malenko low blows Eddie. Uh, uh, Eddie returns the favor. We get a, we get a two count. Nice little spot. Uh, what I liked about this match was stealing each other's finishers. Malenko hits a frog splash, but he pulls Eddie up at two. Um, one criticism of the match was Malenko wasn't really selling the knee after Eddie was working it so long. I, you know, little things like that bother me. But you know, what are you gonna do? No, I'm with you. That does it. That does bother me too. Um, there was a botch on uh, Eddie was trying to do kind of like raise uh, Rana hmm. botched it, and Malenko he did the best he could. He was just like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go for a pin and kick out," and they went from there. So uh, Eddie ends up getting the clover leaf on Malenko. Naturally, what do you think happens? Six comes down to steal the belt. Uh, Eddie breaks the hold uh, to grab a hold of Six, and Six tries to hit him with the camcorder. It flies into the ring. Malenko gets it, uses it, wins the title. And that's how we start off. And that's how we are dubbed the new Six Pocky. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. All right. We get Gene in the locker room, plug him the hotline. Uh, there's a WCW star who's gone. You want to know why? Call the hotline. Uh, and on option eight, who did I fondle last week at spring break? Sweet baby Jesus. Uh, we get- um, hello, I'm not the only one who had that thought. He himself was like, who's coming back to the hotel tonight? It was spring break with Mean Gene. Happy hour, baby. <laughs> uh, so we get uh, we get Piper coming in. Says Rodman's knocking on my door. He wants to wear my kilt while I'm in it. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> he wants to wear the kilt the same time as Piper. Two guys, one kilt. There you go. Hey, you're just just hammering that one home today, aren't you? <laughs> I'm not meaning to. Well, that one just kind yeah, of fell in its place. Okay. <laughs> uh, the, the horsemen show up. We got Benoit Mongo, Jeff Jarrett. And wait, wait, wait. It's 2022. It's time for, I mean, that, when did, when did that one come out? I mean, that's time for a good reboot. Uh, no, no, Too we good. don't need that. It could be your big starring role. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forget who it says, who says this. Uh, I think it was Shivani. They're talking about Deborah. He goes, you know what? We don't, or maybe it was even Mean Gene. Ah, we don't need to talk to her. We just need to look at her sometimes. <laughs> that's an excellent 
excellent idea. Maybe he is thinking in his head, you know what? I'm tired of hearing this bitch speak every week. <laughs> Next we get Psychosis versus Ultimate Dragon. Dragon wins. And, you know, it's one of those what you see what is what you get matches. Uh, Ono at the end does look at the camera, says he wants uh, he wants a challenge for Dragon, calls out six. He wants that title back. Uh, we get Gene back on the ramp. It's a DDP. I, I don't remember this at all. I don't. Uh, mm. it, it was train wreck quality, that's for sure. Um, uh, so he's basically just cutting a promo on Macho Man, and all of a sudden, brother, 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 brother. <laughs> that's not an exaggeration, unfortunately. Nope, nope, <laughs> you're dead on. And he's in the upper right-hand corner of where if wrestlers are coming down the ramp, uh, he's right above there in, like, the sweet area. Yep, yep. Uh, but, yeah, no, that was – I think you actually hit the exact right amount of brothers, too. That was pretty I, I goddamn good. I thought it went good. a little long, buddy. Yeah. Um, you know, because basically the whole the whole premise of this feud is DDP's the man with no name. Macho won't acknowledge me. Kind of fucked up when you think about it. But, anyway, uh, yeah, he says, I have respect for you, brother. Yeah. Liz is holding a copy of Playboy Nude Celebrities. And DDP's wife, Kimberly, is the centerfold. And it's hilarious because... Can I just say something? If we did not have a Top Topic slash tribute show to Scott Hall, Liz holding the Playboy with a giant smile on her (laughs) face was going to be a very close second for our logo this week. I just want you to know that. But I couldn't find myself to say a tribute (laughs) to the bad guy. And then her holding that, it just couldn't flow. But that was, it was just hysterical because he's alluding to the Playboy at first. And I'm like, what, what is she holding? And she looks happy as fuck about this magazine. <laughs> I thought it was really cool, though, because what they did was they spray painted NWO over the centerfold in a way that it censored it out. Uh, so clever. Uh, you know, somebody should have got on bonus for that mm-hmm. one. Uh, so Kimberly ends up coming out. She's covered in spray paint. Basically, they spray painted the dress and then had her put it on, and then they just sprayed some spray paint on, like, on her leg and her arm. Um, and it, that's just a distraction. Macho jumps him. And this is when things got really cringy. Kimberly covers DDP because they were going to spray paint him. And Gene's like, Liz, tell him to stop. And Liz is like, let me do it. Let me do it. And he's like, nah, bitch, I'm doing it. And Macho, like, spray paints her, and Kimberly is just trying to like mourn over Paige's lifeless body um, and then Liz goes Kimberly you should be proud the NWO loves you it was just fucking cringy I had my mouth open the whole time I'm like what I didn't know this is how this feud really kicks off yeah. I mean I remember them having a feud, but I didn't know that it well, had strictly to do with their women right off the bat like that, like that they were going to be so involved in this. Um, and that's kind of a thing, man. It's kind of an unwritten rule in wrestling, man. You don't touch a guy's wife. I mean, that's kind of like, you know, you put your hands on a woman, and she's uh-huh. there's not many women that are, are in the NWO, so likely it was a man who did that to her, and you're like, yeah, that's kind of fucked up, man. So, yeah, the cringe there, and then it just keeps going on and on, but damn that's some heat the booze were loud and real oh yeah big time yeah and about what about six months from now six seven months from now we get a we get a banger of a match out of it 
That's oh, I sure. think we're going to get several on the way through. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, next, we get the debut on pay-per-view of Mortis with James Vandenberg, a.k.a. Jim Mitchell, a.k.a. the Sinister Minister, uh, versus Glacier. Oh, I thought it was the dude was on Dawson's Creek. I, you know, actually, I did type Vanderbeek at one point when I was <laughs> typing my notes without <laughs> even thinking. <laughs> I'm like, wait, I typed this wrong. <laughs> Why did my computer automatically say Vanderbeek? <laughs> This is this is uh, titled as a martial arts match. They definitely did some martial arts moves, but it was a wrestling match. Um, Tony Schiavone says they have some por- some sort of past. That's all we know. Way to set up the feud. Um, it was really cool because Mortis hits a buckshot lariat. Thought that was pretty fucking cool. He's a lot bigger than fucking Hangman Pages. Page. Yeah. Um, man, the crowd was dead for this. Do you remember who Mortis is? Yeah, it's Canyon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who better? Who better than Canyon? That's true. <laughs> I, I I love it. Um. Yeah, man. Vander Vanderberg's trying to fucking you know you know when you get the heel slamming on the mat, the heel manager slamming on the mat to kind of rally his guy, but the crowd starts clapping. Oldest trick in the book, right? Man, he tries like two three times. It just doesn't work at all. Um. Yeah, man. Uh, basically, you know, they, they did a little bit of a back and forth. Glacier ends up hitting a super kick for the win. Um, it wasn't really that great of a match, especially, you know, what we know about Canyon uh, and his abilities, you know, throughout time. Uh, but it was still cool to see him. Uh, you know, and commentary still selling his arrival. Um, but Van, Vandenberg is John with Glacier after the match, and Mortis ends up getting the advantage. He takes that scepter he had, hits Glacier with it, and then he calls out Wrath, who... I forgot all the fuck about, but as soon as I saw him, I knew who it was. It's fucking Adam Bomb. <laughs> Adam Bomb, which is Brian Clark, I yes, believe. Yes. Um, yeah, but Adam Bomb, I'm like, well, that was a failed experiment. <laughs> I forgot about him. Oh, yeah. And they just double-teamed Glacier. Ha, ha, there's... There's an atom bomb with a T, but we'll do it with a D. <laughs> They'll never know what hit him. Get it? Oh, boy, oh, boy. Uh, we get a recap of the Steiner car wreck, so I'm sure you were happy to see that. <clears throat> Next, we get our uh, strap match, because apparently it was a strap match. I didn't know that. Scotty Riggs just comes out with a strap, and Buff Bagwell's like, wait, what the fuck's going on? Um, yeah, uh, Bagwell wins. They didn't have a stipulation to put on the, uh, on the graphic yeah, beforehand, true. so they're like, "Ah, oh, quick, something, <laughs> something. We have anything around? There's a strap. Done! Oh, next, my favorite fucking part, NWO promo. This huh. is, you know, you want to talk about Hall and Nash just having fun? This was them just having fun. It was fucking, it, it was so natural it worked, because it was disjointed enough to make it seem real. Uh, but they kept the pace enough to keep it up. Randy's still Randy Savage is still looking at the Playboy magazine. Um, and then as they walk away, oh yeah, that's <laughs> right, pain. I want to give her pain. <laughs> and basically, that's what he was saying almost. Hence, like good words. At the end. I think Macho drops it. Nash picks it up. He goes, oh, man, why is the magazine all stuck together? That's my fault. (laughs) (laughs) So we talked about having, uh, you know, quotes I had to fight hard to find. 
I thought Dusty's laugh was great. I fought hard to find it. This is a good second place. That was really good. This is a great – it's just them having a great time. I was like – I feel like when they got Randy in there, they were like, oh, my God, this brings us all to a new fun level with him in the group. Oh, that's great. Um, You're way better at promos than your buddy Hogan. Holy yeah, shit. Right. Oh, my God, yeah. Um, we had Harlem Heat versus Public Enemy. It's a tornado tag match. Uh, guess what I did for this match? Uh, horsemen end up coming in. Mongo hits uh, one of the guys from P- from Public Enemy with the briefcase, and uh, Harlem Heat wins. Well, it's funny. This is what you did during this match, but this is the one where Dusty is laughing his fucking balls off. <laughs> Hit him with it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I don't, it was tremendous. Uh, I, I was like, for that, what then? is he doing? Oh my God! I, I I think he had a funny cigarette right before this this oh. match began, man. Because it was way more entertaining to Dusty than it was to anybody in the entire arena. Maybe he's trying to beef it up at home. He's like, ah, this place is dead. Let me laugh. Maybe you you won't hear the maybe silence. He knew it was a garbage match because it was fucking Public Enemy, and he's just like, well, now's a good time to light up a joint. <laughs> you know what? It's like pubic, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we get a promo from Team WCW pretty much uh, in the locker room with Gene. Uh, we get Mysterio versus Ikea, their return match. I don't know what that means. Is that like a rematch uh, for the TV title? Yes. I don't like what they're doing here. Uh, we get a two count. Uh, Ray gets the pin with a two count as time expires. It's a draw. Uh, he gets on the mic, says he deserves more time. Prince Ikea is like, I agree. You're a good athlete. They shake, and Ikea wins. Okay. After that, we get a spring stampede ad with the four horsemen as horsemen. Wait, that wasn't a Young Guns commercial? <laughs> Going down, down, <laughs> 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 uh, I, when I saw it, I go, oh, my God. I go, how bad did they all feel doing this? Be like, we're looking, at, we're looking like idiots right now. I just want to say this. All right, action, go. Uh, we got our main event, Team WCW versus Team NWO versus Team Piper. Um, so, <clears throat> I can I can I jump in to say something? Sure. Confusing as all fuck. Yeah. This match was confusing as all. It, 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 I feel like no one could keep in order as to what was going on. But even worse, did you guys really think to not capitalize on the opportunity of being down a guy in WCW? Or they're just like, nope, that's it. Fuck WCW. It's our own company. We're going to go down with one man. Yeah. I, or or down, down yeah, a man heading into I this. I was expecting something and nothing happened. Because as you had mentioned, Rick Steiner is now out of the game, out of the match. Yes, please proceed to this shit show. Uh, main event. Okay, Sorry. so there's four rounds. Obviously, the three teams. Round one, uh, one member from each team. That goes for five minutes. Round two, uh, <laughs> one more from each team. That's two minutes. Same for the third round. And then the fourth round. After the fourth round, no time limit. Last man enters. Uh, it's the last man standing. Elimination, pinfall, KO, submission, or over the top. Uh, team W. So it's not war games, but it's wrestling games. Yeah, pretty, kind pretty of. much. Yeah, they they never even really gave this match a name, which was weird. I'm surprised they name everything else, right? Um, if Team WC, I go one was a return match. You read a random strat <laughs> match. You couldn't think of anything for all of your biggest competitors in your company. Three way. You've named everything. Yeah, you could have just been company three way. I don't give a shit what it was called, but they did just nothing. 
just Team WCW versus Team NWO versus Team Piper because he's not affiliated. He's just an icon. Yep, pretty much, pretty much. Uh, yeah, so Team uh, WCW wins, NWO is going to return all the belts, and they won't be able to wrestle WCW events for three years. NWO wins. They can wrestle for any WCW title, anytime, place. Piper wins. Cage match versus Hogan. So we get Benoit, Hall, and Giant as the first entrance. I mean, they nailed it with Benoit and Hall. You knew those two were going to start. They're your workhorses. They're your ring generals. They're going in first. Oh, Jesus Christ. You know? Right there. Automatically. Right yep. there. First time. Absolutely. I wrote it down before it happened. Wow. Yep. Uh, yep. So uh, Hall broke up a pin when uh, Giant was going to slam or uh, pin Benoit. Don't understand that. Don't know why, but whatever. That's fine. Uh, Giant eliminates himself when he goes for a corner spot. That's about 10 seconds before round two starts. Uh, so now it's just Luger and Steiner left for Team WCW. Uh, second round, we get Jeff Jarrett, Macho Man, and Luger. Round three, you get Mongo, Kevin Nash, Scott Steiner. Uh, Jeff Jarrett's eliminated about 15 seconds before the final round. Uh, and then Mongo's eliminated as round four kicks off. Piper enters right as Scott Steiner's eliminated. Uh, Hogan comes out with Rodman. Rodman's got the spray paint under his armpit, and he's trying to hide it, like fake hide it. Oh, my God. He is – it was worse than Bobby Fish fucking up on Dynamite last week trying to hide himself. He kept trying to hide this thing under his arm with his jacket. I'm like, dude, we see it. Either the cameraman sucks or you <laughs> suck, but I see the spray paint. You're not fooling anybody. And it's funny. They go, oh, my God, it's spray paint. I'm like, come on, man. Now? It was annoying. That bothered yeah, me. I know. I'm with you on that one, man. Um, yeah, so uh, Hogan and Piper go to the floor. Hogan tries to leave through the crowd. Obviously, Piper pulls him down. Um, basically, Rodman interferes, pulls down the rope as uh, Piper's going into it. Uh, goes over the top, gets eliminated. And Hogan and Macho leave the ring to just go after Piper on the floor. Uh, comes down to the NWO versus Benoit and Luger. Man, this was cringy, and, and it's really bad timing. So, you know, I hate to speak ill, but... Hall seemed like he was having a really hard time getting Benoit up uh, for the Razor's Edge to the point where Nash had to help hoist him up top. It was really weird. I was wondering if he was winded or something. Could be, man. I mean, he wasn't. Because I don't know if his things were starting this early. I don't think any of his problems or demons were starting to hit him at this point. I, I don't personally think. Right. But I, don't think I just thought maybe he was winded from the match because he also began the match with Benoit. Right, yeah. I'm not saying that it had anything to do with that. It's just bad timing that it happened like that. You know, that you know, it was just weird. Sure. Uh, Benoit goes over the top after that, and now it's just down to NWO versus Luger. Um, hilarious. Rodman gets on the apron, and, they, and him and the NWO have a little huddle before they get started. Um, Nash goes for a powerbomb on Luger, but it gets reversed, and Luger just cleans house. He gets Macho in the rack for the submission. He gets Nash over the top. He racks Hall. He submits. It's just down to Luger versus Hogan. Um, and Macho uses the spray paint in Luger's eyes, and Hogan gets the win. Uh, and then as Rodman's painting NWA on Luger's back, Sting comes from the heavens, enters the ring, uh, and he just clears house with the bat. Uh, massive pop. Hits a death drop on all the NWO, points the bat at Hogan. Um, Hogan comes into the ring and hits him with a few rights, hits the death drop on Hogan. Shivani screaming as they go off the air. It was hilarious and awesome at the same time because he was so yeah. fucking excited. Um, it's Sting! <laughs> yeah. But it was just they were so happy. Sting's back. He's definitely against the NWO now. 
good yep. way to go off the pay-per-view, I thought. Uh, you know, obviously, I, yeah. I hate to see another sketch Hogan win, but, you know, what to expect at this point. Um, and uh, But it still left you happy at the end of that pay-per-view, though. Absolutely. That's the whole point, is at the end of it, if you're there with other people, you're like, yo, I can't believe Sting just came back, you know, as opposed to, well, that sucks. Of course, Hogan ended it, blah, blah, blah. They ended the right way. I loved right. it. Uh, all right, so we're moving on to Nitro. Psychosis versus Rey Mysterio to open with. They do a WCW Wrestling.com spot. Uh, I thought it was cool because they had Ultimate Dragon, but I guess because of the headphones that he had to wear, he had to take his mask off. So they're showing him, and he's got his hands covering his face. He had no other wrestler to use <laughs> yeah, for the spot. Right. They obviously didn't think that one through. Um, I thought it was a cool thing, though. Cool visual. Uh, we get Mean Gene on the ramp with Arn Anderson. He had a really rambling promo. Basically, uh, he's got uh, three vertebrae that need to be fused. Um, his health isn't great. He's got paralysis in his one hand. He references something about Kevin Sullivan's son basically telling him he may as well be dead. I tried to look this up, and I can't find it anywhere. Do you know anything about this? Mm. Not a thing. Okay. That was the first hearing it for me, too. Benoit references it, too, later. Uh, but basically, he gets to the end, and he says he's going to be back. Uh, so, uh, let's see. Next, we get Max versus DDP. Max is one of the lesser-known members of the Dungeon of Doom right now. Uh, it's a squash. Uh, Gene on the ramp with DDP. Uh, tell Savage you're a dead. Going the old WWE route. Max. <laughs> Just Max. <laughs> right? Two Xs. Um yeah, says Savage. Ooh, that's edgy. Savage is a dead man walking, and then, of course, brother, 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 brother. <laughs> okay, one a night, one a night. Uh, what? What? One a night. <laughs> you maxed out, yeah, right? Max. Hey, we need to take a break. We need to bring bring the ventilator in. Oh boy, uh, Macho's in the crowd again with Liz, and this time DDP oh, goes Jesus. into the crowd to run him down. Nice. Next. Staying with the Dungeon of Doom, we get Conan and Hugh Morris versus Joe Gomez and Renegade. Outsiders and Bischoff come out to commentary real quick. Hey, everybody, stay put. Blue Renegade, it's humorous. Oh, sorry, it just worked out perfect. It did not work out perfect at all. Um, <laughs> Shivani looks like he's... Not even a bit. <laughs> Shivani looks like he's going to powder his biscuits. You better stay put. Uh, hey, you know, Outsiders, we're here to give. We're going to step into the ring tonight. Uh, and Dungeon of Doom ultimately gets the win. Uh, next, we get Scotty Riggs versus Dean Malenko for the U.S. title. Malenko retains. Says he still wants the Cruiserweight title as well. Next, we get the exciting debut of Tarantula and Knuckles Nelson. Uh, you're obviously very familiar with them. Big stars. Uh, taking on Luger. Top five. <laughs> taking on Luger and Giant. Um, the Chiron comes up, the little thing that says Lex Luger and Giant, and underneath it, it says w- WCW Tag Team Champions. Because I think in all technicality, they still were heading into the pay-per-view, and then even though NWO won, they were until the belt are handed over. I think that's the only reason yeah. I could actually say, but if not, then they fucked up. It was weird. It was weird. They do uh, they do an interview with Gene on the ramp afterwards. Luger went a little long-winded and started stumbling over his words. Uh, so there was that. Uh, next, ulti- he's way better when he's when he's concise. Yeah. When when he has one sentence, he's awesome. Yeah. When he goes too long, he starts going. Did I think that sentence? Did I say that sentence? Did I do it? 
I'm gonna say every word. I'm gonna say one word from every one of the sentences to see if it just fits okay. <laughs> Keep it simple, stupid. Great advice. Vice is where you do me on is ooh ooh oh. What? Sorry. I got it. I got it. I got it. Uh, yeah. So we get the NWO coming out. Uh, it, it's the whole crew. Macho saying he'll agree to fight Diamond Dallas Page, and then the Outsiders say they have something to say about the Einsteiners. Uh, that it's Spring Stampede, they'll take him on for the titles. And it's at this exact moment that I got the alert about Scott Hall. So really bad timing. Oh, really? Yeah. While watching this, yeah. wow. <clears throat> Head into hour two, you get Alex Wright and Mark Starr versus uh, Jeff Jarrett and Mongo. It's a squash. Public enemy. Yeah, they really put a lot of effort into this Nitro. I just want to yeah, tell you no, that. It's, it's, Every it's, match was a bunch of jobbers. It was, it was Night of the Squash. That's for damn sure. Uh, a little bit on Raw, too. Not so much, but... Yep. Uh, yeah, so uh, Public Enemy go to the ring. Raw, I understand. You want to preserve your guys heading into Mania. Sure. Fine. This is <laughs> kind of a you know, brand new day. Let's get th- some things going. But they're like, let's just have everybody beat everybody's ass, and we'll just worry about some shitty-ass promos. Yep. You know, weekly stuff. Weekly stuff, exactly. <laughs> uh, Public Enemy go to the ring. They, they go after the horsemen, kind of revenge from the previous night. Uh, Deborah hits grunge with the briefcase. Uh, they get the the horsemen get the advantage back. Pretty much run them off. Um, Deborah starts talking and Mongo's like running down the crowd. Like, don't boo her. Next time you boo her, I'm gonna. I'm like, they have every right to boo her. I'm kind of booing too, and I'm fucking watching it 25 years later. Um, Be like, are you just now hearing them? <laughs> like, is that the first time you paid attention that we were booing? And Deborah, of course, you know, the guys leave. Jarrett's already halfway up the ramp. Deborah's like, now you didn't hear this from me. Grunge's girlfriend should be an artist because she's good at drawing flies. Hmm. Is, is is this thing on? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, say that again? Try that again? I don't. I want to hear it one I more time. I No, hang on. I need to analyze it one more time. Try. Grunge's girlfriend should be an artist because she's good at drawing flies. Oh, she's garbage. Yeah, yeah. It's trash. I get it. I'm yeah. sorry. The best the best part was she delivers the line and Gene fumbles the microphone and says, get out of here. <laughs> and then Mongo pats Gene's bald heed. He just goes up to him and just... <laughs> Thanks, little guy. I, just, I had to laugh at that one. It was it was worth it just for that reaction of Gene just being like, Woo, "Get the fuck out of here!" <laughs> God damn it! Who said she can have an interview tonight? We're live, pal. Uh, next, we get Scott Norton versus Chavo Guerrero. Guess who won that one? Uh, we get a Hogan and Dennis Rodman promo, NWO style. Uh, next, you know, outsiders did say. They were going to step into the ring tonight. Uh, what they didn't say was it was going to be Scott Hall's best friend, Mike Enos. Uh, so, yeah, Outsiders with six versus Bunkhouse Buck and Mike Enos. Apparently, Dirty Dick Slater moved on to bigger and better things. So now they got Bunkhouse Buck. I mean, it fits, I guess, right? Um, mm, sure. We get, a, they, we, we, get, we get a promo from uh, the Outsiders. Uh, Hall says, we're the guys that say it, then do it. And then they just start singing the bad boys theme. For a couple couple verses. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, and it was a squash, obviously. <clears throat> Next we get Ben versus Billy Kidman. Another squash. 
<laughs> Gene's in the ring with Benoit and woman. Uh, Flair comes down to the ring, and even Benoit references Sullivan's kid again. I, I, I really want to find out what this is all about. Um, Flair mentions that Piper at Uncensored has said, hey, where's Flair? I don't see Flair. He goes, I was in Savannah with all the girls. <laughs> all right, Rick. <laughs> And in uh, a shock surprise, we had Michael Buffer on site at Nitro tonight. He does announce the main event, which is Harlem Heat versus the Steiner Brothers. I'm pretty sure this has been the main event of every one out of four or five Nitros we've watched so far. But, okay, fine. Uh, this one has meaning because... <laughs> does it have meaning? No, all right, never mind. Yeah, there's meaning because it's an excuse for the NWO to run in and jump both teams. And then Giant and Luger come out to help clear house and Sting repels into the ring. And that's the end of Nitro. I was just going to ask, is that how they go yeah, off the air? Of course <laughs> it is. Of course it is. You know better than that. Uh, so for Raw, they're in Syracuse. Uh, famous sighting mm-hmm. of where Shawn Michaels got his ass kicked by some Marines. I was going to say, <laughs> do you think he had a little bit of PTSD when he got into the town? He's like, fuck, are there any Marines in town? Is there a Marine convention going on? I'm just going to go to the room and drink there. Uh, we open up with uh, Legion of Doom. <laughs> a girl comes over and goes, hi. Ah, 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 ah. Not falling for that again. Not doing that one again. <laughs> Not going to do it. Um, we open up with Legion of Doom versus Nation Domination, uh, specifically Savio Vega and Crush. Uh, Finkel is he has his tux on, but he's wearing the WrestleMania 13 hockey jersey underneath it. It took me a couple seconds to be like, what the fuck is he wearing? Yep. Eh, makes sense. Vince, wear this, pal. It looks great on you. Now, uh, Farouk's been bar- But Vince, it's pu- it's pushing out my suit. Ah, oh, looks great. Uh, Farouk and Ahmed Johnson have been barred from ringside for this match. Uh, we get an interview backstage with both of them. Uh, then they show Ahmed watching the match from the back. I- I'm really, that's like one of the most interesting things I find because this period of time you can really see Vince trying to figure out the best camera angle to show somebody in the back watching the match that's happening. They keep changing it because you know Vince is like, nope, didn't like that. Try this. Nope, try this. Now you just get the point where you're, like, looking two different ways. It's weird. Um, My favorite has always been Brett standing side by side with the TV like he's on presentation (laughs) as well, but looking to the left like he's watching. And I'm like, really? Because back then, that shit wasn't even LED or anything like that. uh, He saw black. He didn't see shit from the side. (laughs) Right. Oh. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so uh, they, they show Ahmed watching it from the back. He gets jumped by Farouk with a nightstick. Uh, Farouk goes to the ring with the nightstick. Uh, they jump LOD. Ahmed comes out with the 2x4. Legion of Doom ends up hitting the Doomsday device on D'Lo because he's basically the designated bump man in the nation at this point. Uh, and the crowd pops. I think that's why his head starts jiggling so much later <laughs> down the road. Taking all the Doomsday devices. <laughs> Yo, I saw a great gif of him the other day, his head just wiggling, you know, and it said when your Uncle Tio comes out of the bathroom with his keys. <laughs> okay. I thought it was great. Well then. <laughs> it's a it's a reference to Tony Khan. Alright, what else happened tonight? Oh, his keys, huh? Oh, oh okay. there it you. is. Okay, I got it. I got it. Oh, wow. I didn't think you didn't well, get it. I'm oh, not big wow. into the Adderall. What do you want from me, bruh? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Next week, Vince saying there's room. It's cocaine. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Thank you, Captain Obvious. <laughs> Let me spell it I out. I didn't for say you. it in English. <laughs> uh, we get rumors at the cage match with Brett and Sid may not be for the title. Monsoon's going to clarify later. Uh, and Jerry Lawler has heard that HBK is on his way to the arena tonight. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Triple H uh, takes on Funk Flash next. Um, China runs interference <laughs> on this one. Um, yeah. And that- Funk Flash. Flash Funk, whatever. FF. Did you mean to say Funk Flash? Probably not. I probably just typed it that way and I'm just reading it. <laughs> oh, God, that was awesome. That, well, that's his new Funk name. Master Flash. Oh God! Yep, that's pretty much what happened. That was that. Yeah, that, that's that, what happened. That yeah, no, that was that segment. <laughs> I mean, that was it. <laughs> they do show HBK showing up. Funkman Flash lost. <laughs> um, can we talk a second about what happened next? Because I don't ever remember this. And I, I mean, our, our the whole point of the podcast is actually to talk. So you, the floor is yours. Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you for the clarification on that. <laughs> I'm gonna say words. And I know you know what words I'm gonna say. Again, a big part <laughs> that is a part of the podcast. You're gonna you're gonna know the Sorry, words go that ahead. I'm gonna I'm say. I'm being asshole. No, 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 now. You're gonna know the words that I'm gonna say, and, and some people out there may not know what words I'm about to say. So I just want you to understand that what I'm saying is legitimate. I'm I'm not making a joke. This actually happened. Uh, we had a tag team match. Uh, it was Mini Vader and Mini Mankind versus Mini Goldust and some other dude La Muesca Pentacara something. I don't fucking know what his name was. Obscuro. Uh, yeah, Obscuro. Uh, what the fuck? Mike Kyoto basically carried the masked kid off after he did the stage dive. <laughs> you see him? He literally, like, picked him up. And yeah. <laughs> By the pants was awesome. Uh, <laughs> dude, the whole... I didn't understand what was going on. I wrote, why is this on TV right now during the wars? Huh? I know how we'll get him, pal. Let's make mini Mankind and mini Vader. It'll sell WrestleMania. Well, it was great because, because one of the minis heat. obviously didn't look like anybody because they couldn't come up with another mini. They just made up some masked person. Oh, boy. And John. <clears throat> it was it was something. Uh, after that, Gorilla Monsoon clarifies. What a great bunch of mini Matadors. <laughs> Matadors. Good <laughs> call, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Monsoon clarifies the cage match is for the title, so they tease that for nothing. Uh, after that, we get Britt in the ring with Kevin Kelly prior to his match, uh, talking basically just cutting promos, saying Taker's not happy about the title match because he's supposed to be facing Sid for the title. So if Brett wins it, there goes Taker's shot. Uh, basically, you know, just cutting the promo on Austin. Uh, then we get an ad for the Mania 13 gear, and it's like a marketing meeting. You know, Finkel trying to sell his DVD, and, oh, God, I forgot who the first one was. It, it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. It was horrible. Yeah. So, there's that. Uh, next, we get Sultan versus Jobber. Uh, Rocky Maivia, naturally, is on commentary because they're going to face each other at WrestleMania. Uh, there was a sign right behind commentary that said, Ted Turner farted. <laughs> you caught it. <laughs> I mean, that's got to make the notes, See, right? See, <laughs> hey, I highly doubt, but maybe if that lady finally went back and watched 
the CM Punk match. Like, what did that douchebag's name, or what did his sign say? The top of wrestling. What does that mean? And when you Google us and you're listening right now, see, that is why you make a sign. You want to get on TV. Ted Turner farted. You can't get away with that in 2022, but that's awesome. Right. I wish I had thought about bringing a sign to Tony Khan's pay-per-view. It said Vince McMahon farted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's always next time. You'll be prepared. Oh, man. Ooh, thank you. I'm writing that down right now. There you go. Uh, Yeah, it's a squash match, obviously, because that's what tonight's been. Uh, Sultan confronts Rocky after the match, and he says uh, he kind of goes for the title, and Rocky takes it. This is the People's Championship. Like, ooh, already. Okay. Uh, yep, he goes to face off for him, and wouldn't you know? Wouldn't you fucking know it? Tony Atlas shows up again, mm-hmm. out of fucking nowhere. Was he in? Was he in the tenth row I again? No, <laughs> he, he was under the ring the whole time. <laughs> he, just, he just rolled out. <laughs> Excellent use of him. Yeah, well, you know. Uh, so we get the the Raw is War promo. I'm guessing that's like their marker for hour two because all the, uh, the pyro went off after that. So yep. that's cool. I like that. Well, it's, it's better than having pyro go off during the middle Welcome of the fucking match and be like, guys, keep going. <laughs> yeah, no, it's thank you for playing a song. I'd much rather know that it's Warzone time. Yeah, right. Uh, so we get uh, Shawn Michaels coming to the ring. He's got an in-ring interview with Vince. Uh, oh, I found my smile. It was back in San Antonio. All right, Dick. Uh, thanks to the fans for reaching out, all the cards, all the gifts and everything. Uh, oh, yeah, the knees, the knees. Oh, yeah, it's coming along. I'm seeing Dr. Andrews next week. Remember that, okay? I'm going to see Dr. Andrews next week. We'll mm-hmm. have an update then. Uh, but I have a bone to pick with Vince. Uh, I never got a call for Mania. You know, I'm inviting myself. I'm going to be on commentary making sure that title match is called down the middle. Um, I guess your knee's doing better. Mm-hmm. Okay. Brett was right, man. Brett called it. Yeah. The fuck back that you you faked that whole thing, man. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty much you know known now. Next, we get regular Vader versus Bulldog. (laughs) (laughs) I wish they actually did mini Vader versus mini Bulldog. That would have actually been better to see how both matches were presented. Uh, This one was just a uh, muddled mess. It's basically. interference from mankind it was a dq schmaz thing it's a prelude to the tag team title match at wrestlemania 13 yep. because yes. when you think tag team gold you definitely got to think vader and mankind Absolutely. on to the next I mean, one i usually think about ripped off ears but that's a different story uh next we get billy gunn versus aaron ferguson uh can shamrocks on commentary on uh on this match um, this this jobber aaron ferguson is the most underwhelming jobber i've ever seen in my entire life it looked like ray romano in a singlet. It was like Turd Ferguson. <laughs> that would have been a better name. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Gunn confronts Shamrock after the squash. Uh, hey, you don't look so tough. You can't live up to your height. And he invites Shamrock into the ring. Shamrock actually didn't do a terrible job on commentary. I don't know if it's because he was looking at it as an athletic contest because he was speaking to that. So he didn't do terrible. Um but you know Shamrock. I think the writing is on the wall that he is eventually going to be becoming a wrestler because I mean it. Shit! By later this summer, he's going to be at SummerSlam, Canadian Stampede mm-hmm. in matches. You know what yep. I mean? So I, I think he was already practicing. So I think 
after the You're a Liar promo, I think they were like, you know what, man, we're going to have you go to the <laughs> what, whatever whatever was their performance center back then. Be like, we're going to have you take a practice course on how to talk in a microphone. <laughs> right, probably. Uh, basically, Shamrock goes right into an R-bar, gun taps. Oh, you can't do it twice. Then he gets him in an ankle lock and gun taps. Uh, gun gets pissed off, grabs a chair, gets held back. And uh, as Billy Gunn's walking out, we get Austin on the Tron. Says he wants he wants Brett to win the title so he can get the shot at Mania, obviously. Um, they show the cage being put to- Knowing what we know now, can you imagine if it was just Taker versus Sid, regular match, and then... Austin versus Brett for the title submission match. Ken Shamrock main event. Knowing what we know with the double turn and all that shit. Oh my God. Brett would have kept the title and everything. God. It, it, yeah. it would have been probably one of the greatest WrestleMania main events of all time. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's definitely that. Um, yeah. So uh, we get a promo from Sid before the match starts. Uh, we got Austin watching from the back. Uh, so Sid tries to escape out the door. Austin sh- is out there, slams the door on him. Sid tries to climb out. Austin climbs up and stops him. Meanwhile, all three of them are at the top of the cage, and Taker comes out, climbs up, and starts attacking Austin and Brett. So obviously you see the guys that are feuding with each other are now taking out the opposition to keep their matches in place or make them better at WrestleMania. So It's know, kind of exciting yeah. to see. I like how this whole thing played yeah, out. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so basically what happens is Austin ends up falling to the floor. Hitman actually hits a superplex on Sid. That was nice. Um... Brett is going for the door as Sid climbs out. You could definitely see Brett have to stop for a second, kind of catch himself and be like, slow down. Uh, Taker shuts the door on Brett so Sid can get to the floor. Uh, So title stays on Sid. Um, And then what happened was, (laughs) I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take any (laughs) more. We're not going to take it. Cage is being taken down. Vince is in the ring with Brett, and Brett just shoves Vince down to the mat. And he gets frustrated, gets on the microphone. Frustrating isn't the goddamn word. It's bullshit. There's so much goddamn injustice in us. And I'm like, if you don't like it, tough shit. I'm like, wow. I n- I've yep. never seen him go. Sensors like were not on and ready at this point, or Vince was like, hey, guys, heads up. We're going to wait until the 10 o'clock hour hits. So we can use all these words properly. But, heads up, we're not censoring anything. (laughs) Yeah, don't go too far. And I remember watching this live, too. I was like, uh, Brett, you're really, again, as a Brett fan, I'm like, yo, ease it down. Come down a bit, man. Come on, man. You're using a lot of bad words right now. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, and this is bullshit. Yep. Yeah. I've been screwed by Vince, been screwed by Gorilla Monsoon, Steve Austin, The Undertaker. <laughs> that was the best part because he calls out Gorilla Monsoon. I'm like, Gorilla Monsoon was on camera earlier saying that you deserved a title shot, title shot so he was giving you a title shot. Yeah. <laughs> what he was just on a, a rant, man. I think he was just trying to think of everybody who's been on camera today. Right. I've been screwed by Turd Ferguson. <laughs> he had more time than I did. Um. So basically this ends with all four of them just fighting off. Uh, And then Shawn Michaels comes out, still in his suit, walks by Undertaker and Sid, walks by Bret and Austin, grabs a chair, gets in the ring, then gets out of the ring, and then the show went off the air. So he he came out and did nothing. (laughs) Well, 
about the sum of what he's going to be doing at WrestleMania, too. But don't worry, he'll be there because he feels that he has to be. And next week, not only are we going to be breaking down what happens on the Sunday, WrestleMania 13, but the night before, it wasn't like it is now. It wasn't the Hall of Fame. We're going to be talking about the 1997 Slammy Awards. We've inserted it into the wars because it's just you have to. I have a copy of it, and now you have a copy of it, and it's just goddamn awesome. Your host opens up with a song and dance, Todd Pettengill. That's all you need to know. It's going to be a great time. And you get a musical performance from the man who actually sings, Spending my days working hard on the go. Road Dog's gonna sing, and that's your bathroom slot spot. Okay, thanks for listening to the Top of Wrestling Podcast. Next week, we are back with more Monday Night Wars. We're back with more AEW news. And next week, we have a movie that has absolutely nothing to do with the Beatles. Thanks for listening to the Top of Wrestling. I am the professor. Do you get that? It was the British Beatlemania. Okay. Uh, boo. Yeah. Boo to you, man. You're slow as fuck this week. It's not my fault. <sighs> I do bid you all a farewell in ODM as he does week after week because it's season four. And as you know, we're only two episodes away. There are actually three episodes away, but two episodes away for you to share as much as you can to win that extra medium top of wrestling podcast shirt. It's season four. He's going to leave you with just four words. Oh, I'm so scared. Yes! The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by The Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are The Professor, Mark Plantasia, and ODM, Joe Rizzo, with special weekly segments by Nightwing the Analyst, Rashawn Hilton. Without your continued support, it would just be some guys talking wrestling. Feel free to interact with the show on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com.
our entire tribute to the man who ooges, oozes. Oh, I got to try that again. I can't say ooges. Let me start over. <laughs> ooges. He was such a bad motherfucker. He ooged. It does sound like, and this guy here, ooges, he's the one that'll kill you. <laughs> The first part of our show is going to... I don't fucking like that either. Jesus. What the fuck is wrong with you? I've dealt with enough incompetence today. That's true. That's true. The last thing you really need to do is get on the show and be like, this guy doesn't have his shit together. All right. Awesome. Hidden track number two. (laughs) Take three. Here we go. (laughs) What the fuck? I just started laughing thinking about remember Rocky three and he's trying to read all the com- the commercials and he can't do all this shit. I just feel like him right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't want anybody to smell my manly to me. <laughs> all right, I'm ready. I promise. But I started a show, and I wanted to tell you it. You ready? Let's see if you can get it off a quote. Well, we were in Amsterdam, and we got prostitutes, and we said we were too scared, so we brought them to the fair. Are you fucking kidding me? I love the IT crowd. I know. You told me about it a while back, and I just finally began watching it. Holy shit. I laughed so hard at that part right there, and then last night... I'm disabled. <laughs> Holy shit. That is- <laughs> That's my favorite episode. A gay, a play, a, a play called gay. Gay musical. Aren't all musicals gay? <laughs> uh, with, oh my they, God. Sing one of the songs. Set in the 80s. <laughs> sing one of the songs. <laughs> willies, willies. I like willies. It's, I love willies. What? I love willies. Sir, keep it down. <laughs> the part at the end where they wheel him in the wheelchair to the bar and he looks at Jenny, he's like, shh, shh, shh. And he's like, yep. How did it happen? Acid. Acid? <laughs> Whiskey, please, double. She turns around and mosses at the bar. Because <laughs> he was in the employee bathroom. Yo, I, as soon as she turned and he was the bartender, I lost it. I had to pause it. I couldn't stop laughing, dude. That's a really good show, man. Hat trick.